This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the Chelsea Fancast, fueled by Guinness, powered by Celery, the show that still very much hates Leeds. Yes. Now, having spent all week reminding people exactly why there's a rivalry with Leeds uh, and why we hate them, the first clash with them at Stamford Bridge for 17 years did not disappoint. Clashes in Fulham Broadway and near the Peter Osgood statue and even an attempt to jib into the West Stand reminded us exactly why they are such horrible lot. Now, things had not changed much on the pitch either, with some meaty challenges by both sides and a proper set-to at the final whistle. Good to see that our foreign players have familiarised themselves as to why this is a must-not-lose match too. Mind you, Chelsea did their very best to do just that, going 1-0 down through Alonso's poor tackle to concede a penalty and then falling behind again, having equalised through a superb Mason Mount finish. For once, we were the beneficiaries of some poor refereeing as we got two soft penalties, both won by the artful Dodger, a.k.a. Rudiger, and put away by Jorginho. The fact that Chelsea had shithoused their way to a win and done so with almost the final kick made it all the sweeter. The Leeds players' tempers boiled over and the Leeds fans were frothing at the mouth. And we were delirious. Proper football match, great atmosphere and the flashy Cockneys got one over the Neanderthal Yorkshireman. You can't beat it. And the title of the show tonight is Crimes and Misdemeanours. Chelsea Fancast number 859. So there we go. Mr Kidd. Ooh. How the devil are you, sir? I'm devilish. Thank you so much. Lovely to be on the show. Thank you. Thank you. I've uh, recovered from the uh, the exertions of uh, of um, of Saturday. The uh, the emotions being pulled hither and thither by the um, the excesses of the game, which we will discuss, and the uh, the bizarre behaviour of the the feral lead supporters who um, clearly haven't forgotten 
the enmity between the two clubs in the slightest. There were we thinking, oh, they, you know, it's been 17 years. <laughs> oh, no. I'm glad they haven't forgotten because I think that was the point we were making all week. We haven't forgotten. Well, we all. haven't, but I hope that it means that there are several other thousand people not alive when, uh, when the rivalry was created who will appreciate there is a reason yeah. to have this hatred. Yeah, great stuff. Well, uh, the one the one question I've been dying to ask you is, did you sing, we all hate Leeds and Leeds and Leeds, Leeds and Leeds and Leeds and Leeds and Leeds and Leeds and Leeds, and Leeds. Oh. we all fucking hate Leeds in the Funnily East Middle? Enough, I did. And you if did? I, got into, I got into trouble. No way. Seriously? Yeah. yeah, seriously. But also what I did do as well was when they came out, I booed them and I booed them. And did you just blow said, raspberries at them? No, raspberries would have been a little bit too... It's like saying you're all nanas, you know, yeah. it's a bit... Your too, mother stank of elderberries and your f- mother was exactly, a hamster. Very Monty yeah, exactly. Python-esque, yeah, yeah. 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 It, it would all, it were all nitwits. No, I, I, I just came on... When they well, I came on, when they came on, I came on. When they came on, I uh, I just uh, I went, boo, dirty lead, bastards, bastards, dirty lead, boo. Then a bloke to my right went, oh, disgraceful, disgraceful. Be quiet, be quiet, Who be that? quiet. Who did that? Um, David. What pom- ah! I was about to say, what pompous prick said that? Oh, of course, ah! it was David, wasn't it? And, How, who um, knew? And yes, who knew? And uh, several others gave me dirty looks. And then I attempted a we all hate Leeds and Leeds and Leeds. Trouble is, I, I didn't do it properly. I did it in a slightly pompous voice. We all hate Leeds and Leeds and Leeds. Yes, and Leeds did you sing uh, Jimmy Savile is one of your own? Funnily enough, no, <laughs> no. but I, uh, I approved intensely yeah, of it, particularly yeah. after yeah. poor old Marcus was subjected to... Uh, yeah. That little bit of uh, called him a nasty. murderer, didn't they? But I didn't realise that um, that nearly so many of their songs, very similar to Fulham, very you know, who, who in in um, we are Fulham, super Fulham, we are Fulham, fuck Chelsea. I hadn't realised that um, so many of their songs have got fuck Chelsea in them, yeah. and about they sang about four of them. I was thinking they really haven't forgotten this, no. And yet we don't have a single We Hate Leeds song. Well, we do. We've got um, that one, the Dan Busters one, which is unsurpassed. No, no, no. But what, what, I mean, we don't sing it, though, is what I'm saying. Oh, we, we do. Don't have a, we don't have a specific song. Yeah, but song hang on. We can't have it both ways. You know, we sing I, every time. You sing it. You sing it when we play them. There is yeah, but no, they don't do that. Yeah but, that's yeah, but that's a small club mentality. That's the point. Yeah, completely. That's my point. Absolutely. They've got it in, in their soul. It's in their essence. I love it. I love it. You know, we haven't even really started the show yet, and you and I are already bickering. This is this is what it's all about, mate. Anyway, who have we got on the show tonight? I don't want to tell you because I'm bickering with you. <laughs> Go on. Oh, I tell you, we've got we've got Martin and Dane, and they're great. <laughs> you yeah, can do better did, than that. I did enjoy the um, Jimmy Savile is one of your own song. Been very audible on match today. Oh, yeah, it was, wasn't it? Oh, but yeah. beautifully, beautifully, everybody joined in. What I loved about that. Yeah, we Every, get, everybody. Yeah, we, we alternated between that and Peter Sutcliffe. Yeah, yeah, it's brilliant, brilliant stuff. Uh, Dane, great to see you, my friend. How are you? Thank you. Yeah, very well. You too. How are you? I'm, I'm all right. I'm, I'm just about clinging on mate clinging on to the end of the year i think but there you go i'll live i'll live now uh on the show tonight uh in part one uh we look back at the leeds match and discuss the penalties uh mount's goal and why nothing beats a last minute winner against a bitter rival in part two we discuss 
Thank you. Sorry. In part two, <laughs> we discuss why money can't buy Rudiger's shithousery, why the Leeds players and fans are equally horrible, and why beating them was way more important than the performance. And in part three, we have the results of this week's fannies for the Leeds match. Uh, we answer some questions from Discord, and we've got a couple of emails to read out. And, 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 we'll be looking at the winners and losers from this weekend's Premier Predictions League. And a certain person amongst us is doing rather well. In fact, two people amongst us are doing rather well. Anyway, uh, in part four... It won't be you and me, then. Well, actually, I'm doing quite well, too. Uh, I've hit a bit of form, actually. I've been one of the best performers in December, actually. uh, Oh, sorry. But still miles behind Dane and Martin. Anyway, more of that later. Now, in part four... Uh, we round up the show with our preview of the Chelsea versus Everton game, which, of course, is on Thursday night. Now, don't forget you can listen to the show live, live. every Monday at 7pm by going to Mixler, which is mixlr.com forward slash Chelsea hyphen fancast, where, of course, you can join in all of the chat with the lovely people, the denizens of Mixler who are in there tonight. We've got Pierre, uh, True Panks. Uh, who else? We've got Royal Brew. Uh, Loz is in. Good to see Loz in there. I was talking to Loz uh, during the match on Discord, as I recall. Uh, Kepler's in there. Uh, Aussie signed my broken leg. Rollner. Oh, loads of people. So there you go. You get to chat to all of them, really, and they have a good time doing that whilst listening to the show. Of course, you can tweet us or just at Chelsea Fancast everywhere on social media at any other time, including while we're doing the show, because we can multitask on the Chelsea Fancast. Right, after this little break, we'll be talking about uh, the Chelsea Leeds match, of course. So, JK, um, Mark Meehan, who was on the preview show on Friday, and I suspect a bit of you too, if I recall, kind of got the, the team selection spot on, really, didn't you? Um, no, we, we were... I've, I've, we've learnt now, haven't we, to sort of throw in anybody who we don't think would play. I think I suggested Barkley might make an appearance, but that was just hedging my bets. I think we got we didn't get Aspi right, because we didn't think Aspi Mark did. Mark, Mark, Mark. Got it spot on. Well, he did. You're right. Yeah. You're right. I didn't get it, but I got the forward line right. I, I, I suspected yeah. that would be the case. Yeah. He, he said the pattern he follows is if somebody does well in the week, he tries to keep them going. You know, Syek played well. He played him. He didn't play him this time. Werner played well, so he played him this time. But unfortunately, he was he was a bit off the pace. Um, but yeah. So, uh, but it, it was good to have um, um, Rudiger and, and Christensen playing together, particularly when Christensen came on as a sub. I thought we we solided up a bit. We looked a bit more solid. And, and Aspie being substituted, of course, gave us the joy of seeing him walk yes. walk beside the Leeds fans. There were some blowing kisses, w- wonderful there. moments. Yeah, yeah, some wonderful moments with their unbelievably feral, festering inbreds. Yeah, yeah well, well, indeed, I wasn't going to say that. No, well, I can. For fuck's sake! I mean, what the energy, the faces on those people? Oh, hatred, God. pure hate. What, what do they do for a living? Is what I like to find out. Gurn in all... front of a mirror so they get it right on a match day. On a match day, they're probably all executives or something somewhere up in executive somethings. 
Yeah, executive something. Anyway, um, Martin, I thought, uh, actually, you know, we made a pretty good start. We were playing some nifty football. I mean, I think the most important thing, and this is kind of what Tuca was alluding to before the match, is you've got to be at it, boys. You can't be fannying about. And I thought we were really at it, actually, uh, for, for a lot of the first half, until our dear old friend uh, Alonso, uh, well, I, I would say tackled um, James, Daniel James, but I think that would be uh, actually done under the Trade Descriptions Act. It was a poor penalty to concede, wasn't it, mate? Yeah, and there was no doubt about it. You, you kind of know when you're in a ground and everyone just collectively goes, oh, fuck, well, when a challenge goes in in the box like that and there was no no shock. The one bloke behind me screaming, it was soft. It's like, no, he's gone through him. It was a similar little bit to the Chilwell one against Southampton back in October. And it was a shame, like you say, because... We were competing with them. The whole thing with Leeds is they're going to be quite energetic and press. We more than matched them for it. So to, you know, not make a breakthrough and then get um, sidetracked by that penalty was quite disappointing. And if I may jump the gun on Leeds being a horrible bunch of wankers. Oh, no, no. That... There'll be a consistent theme throughout oh, right, the entire lovely. show. Yeah. Uh, I'll just I'll just like to point out, and I don't normally condone actions like this. The only reason that prick Rafinha got away with that celebration that Stanford Bridge went cashless last year. So <laughs> otherwise he'd have been like the, the richest busker in West London celebrating like that in front of the Matthew. Yeah. He got told off by the ref, but he should have been given a yellow card for that. He could have yeah, incited well, a riot. Yeah, yeah. Well, we yeah. could have done and Mason Mount could have done, done the same thing the other way. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm semi joking about it. I'm not one of those, I'm not going to be frothing at the mouth. Please. No, I could no. laugh about it now and Mason gave it back. So yeah, yeah, good. Yeah. Can I just point out that I felt really sorry for Alonso because the second before he committed the foul, they, they'd been screaming that chant, Marcus Alonso, he should be in jail. And and I honestly think it gets to him. I don't. Because I, you don't? Uh, you'd think no, I think you have to be a bit more no. thicker skin than yeah. that. I mean, look how he performs at Spurs, who say it for 90 minutes. Yeah, perhaps he does the opposite. Yeah, I don't know. He did it when he played Spurs hit, when they played one game, when they first started the murderer stuff. He was poor for about yeah, 10 minutes. But that's sorry. because he can be poor. You think it's just a coincidence? I mean, I, do you know what I wrote in my notes? My Because, I, I mean, as I, for people who don't realise this, I was, uh, you know, Percy Plastic on Saturday because I, I really didn't feel very well. So I, I didn't make it up, which, is, which sounds incredibly lame. But I cannot tell you people how beyond gutted I am to miss, you know, I mean, I've been waiting 17 years to see these bastards back at seven at the Stamford Bridge. I cannot tell you how gutted I was not to be there. But there we go. Um, I thought you were going to say the Seven Bridge Hotel. I don't know what I was going to say then. My mind's clearly gone. Um, this is what I wrote in my notes. It was a brainless tackle in the penalty area. But, you know, Alonso can't fucking defend, can he? Which is, I mean, what more can you say, Dave? It's true, it's true, it's true. What do you think, Dane? Oh, yeah, he he's a he's a good substitute for Chilwell. You know, I was quite surprised early on in the season when he was playing well, and a lot of people seem to forget Chilwell's good form and his Champions League performance, uh, the final performance, and we're saying, well, he's going to struggle to get in. He was always going to get back in. Chilwell is is by far the better player. Uh, I I like Alonso. I, he's fairly consistent. You know, he'll have a he'll have a good run of games, but then he'll go back to his six six and out of five. 6.5 consistency and you know whether we go into the market in January sort of changing subjects is another is another thing because or Matson I don't know if we can rely on him now consistently uh it's different if you're rotating or resting and different but 
Yeah, I just I didn't think he, he you know. Let's be honest, he, he got forward a few times, but one time he clinically got forward and put a really good pass for Mason to finish. But we didn't really see that again. You know, he, he struggled to get forward. He sort of looks lost. And he's, he's even spoken recently about learning the wing-back role himself, which is quite a surprise because, you know, he played it so well under Conte, Conte and, and just about understanding it all and seeing himself as more as a left-back. Uh, again, yeah, it's uh, he's just okay for me. He's to... I mean, it, it might be a worry. I was, I, I, I was worried because I know Leeds play, you know, fast. They press. They like to play in triangles, move quickly. So I was a little bit worried about Alonso on the left and maybe Dave on the right because they do struggle against pace. Hmm. J.K., you wanted to pop in. I, I, I want to move on to pick up on what Dane said actually about he did atone himself with that wonderful. No, cross. indeed, that's exactly what I wanted to say. Yeah. The, the, um, the cross for Mount was brilliant. brilliant. It was so it was brilliant. He plucks it out. He plucks it out of nowhere. Yeah. Alonso. That's the trouble, not the trouble. You just wanted to be consistent as a defender, but that was a great moment. So just want to say it was. No, it was. And I mean, what a brilliant finish, Martin. What did you think oh, of that? Yeah, that was that was lovely to watch. I saw it again just this evening, and he's just it's past the keeper before he's had a chance to look at it, and it was the result of a you know a press as well because the commentator remarked that you know. Chelsea are fitter, even though seem stronger, even though Leeds are supposedly, you know, this team that are running to the, you know, fitters, butchers, dogs, or whatever it is. And they had um, pressed high up the pitch, won the ball back, and made it count. We'd done that a few times early on before the first penalty. And um, yeah, it was good to see and a lovely finish. But what does Mason Mount do? He's only, you know, someone's kid. He's the manager's <laughs> son, isn't he? It's fucking rubbish. He's <laughs> yeah. not good enough. Yeah. yeah. I've got some. Go- I've got some great stats. Jay. I'll bring you in and just read these stats out, yeah, because this is this is a doozy, as they say. And we are. What well, I don't know what the word is. Uh, there's a. There's a. And I don't worry about it. I, I, it's gone. But we love Mason Mount on this show. We've loved him from the first minute. We clapped eyes on him, and then we still love him now. But uh, he's uh, apparently this is an Opta stat. I think he's been directly involved in ten Premier League goals this season. Six goals, four assists, and only Mohamed Salah with 22, 22 goals. Fucking hell. And Emmanuel Dennis, or maybe that's involvements, I should say. Uh, Salah and Dennis. Who's, who is Emmanuel Dennis? What for, for, what for, uh, Does he? What for, Thank you. He's he got scored tw- the goal from them the other day through off Rudiger. Went oh, in. oh, right. I was clearly not paying attention. Anyway, Salah and Dennis have exceeded that total, but they're the only two. Uh, and Mason Mount has already matched his 2020-2021 Premier League goal tally in 23 less appearances. I think we can say safely, gentlemen, that he's back, can't we? And yeah, what- I, th- I think so. I mean, I mean, what the one thing we were saying was we needed to produce more goals, and well, there you are. There's the stat that says he's doing that. Let's see him. Yeah. advance on that now as well yeah absolutely well, it, we, as, as, we like to see it as they say um i have to say go on jk you, you want to come in you know it reminded me of what that goal you know it reminded me of what connor gallagher well that's an interesting point yeah because it was a, a cracking finish I, I i'll be very honest with you i don't know what the chap's saying i'll ask him in a sec i i think that connor gallagher is a better finisher than mount i think he's a more yeah. natural finisher that goal he scored against everton Wonderful. But the first goal as well. The first goal was very similar. Yeah, yeah. Because it's just ball in goal. Yeah. There's no faffing about. There's no, oh, I must just pass it left or right. Here's a stat for you. I don't have the exact stat. I can only give you the approximation. But so far, their their stats for goals and assists this season are pretty identical. There's only about one or two in it. 
interesting to discuss how you fit them in. Can I just say two number eights? The joy that I have in watching him is is quite unparalleled. Knowing that he will be playing for us because he's he's he reminds me of so many past Chelsea players in his endeavour and energy and ability to get round the pitch. There's a there's a touch of Wisey in him. There's a touch of Johnny B. There's a touch of Mickey Thomas. Lampard. he seems to be a different different player. I think, from I think his finishing reminds me of Lampard. Yeah, but he's a he's a more he's a crab like, more industrious, gets stuck in a bit more than Frank. You know, it, Frank was, was a bit a, more silky, wasn't he? It was a regality. There was a regal quality to Frank. <laughs> I absolutely. like that. I like that a lot, actually. Anyway, chaps, what do you think? Dane first. What do you think about Connor and and Mount? Yeah, I really like them. I think they're quite similar. Uh, Whether we've always said, like like Martin said, you know, we all know Mason has got goals in him. Uh, Sometimes he overthinks it. Uh, You can see that you know the thought, and it will go quite way over. But he's he's really got. He should have actually scored against Zenit as well. So he could be on quite a roll at the moment. Uh, Maybe Connor's finishing is a little bit better. He's more energetic, energetic as well. He's more all over the field, and that's not a slant on Mason. I think Connor is like one of those freak of nature players, similar to Kante, who just covers so much ground. You know, Tuchel said recently that, he, you know, he could ring him up at four o'clock in the morning and he would be, you know, running or whatever. He said something similar just about his energy and he would, uh, you know, he, he runs in his sleep. And yeah, I really like the look of him. I, I you know, I was a, a bit bemused to somebody the comments about him when I was watching highlights recently. Oh, he's not ready for Chelsea yet. I think he could easily come in uh, and, and squad rotate at the moment. Uh, and then earn the place. I, I've always said Tuchel will always give you a chance, whether it's he's not like other managers where if we had an injury, he would like shift a more senior player over and we'll be a lopsided. He will bring you in, as we've seen with with, with Ruben. Ruben's had a good chance to shine recently. Whether he's doing that is, is another thing. And also, yeah, he's not ready for Chelsea yet. I just don't agree with that. I think, you know, I wouldn't call him back in January. I'd, I'd let him develop more. I don't know if he can, uh, Dane. I don't, oh. it's, it's a season-long loan, so we can't be yeah. recalled from well, what Yeah, I like, I like what I've looked about him. He started off well at Charlton. He, he had a bit of a blip at Swansea. He didn't, I don't think he scored for them. And did he go West Brom after that? Did well West there, Brom? Yeah, and again, he, he, straight, he, he, he was still energetic, but he wasn't getting in goal-scoring positions. He, he, was, co- he was kind of knackered. Sorry to interrupt you. He was kind of knackered by them changing manager mid-season to yeah. Sam Allardyce and then it just became mm. a lot more yeah, attritional. I think there's more to it than than that, uh, Martin. Uh, and I say this because I, I actually did a bit of homework, would you believe? When I, I did a piece about Connor, I, th- I, I generally think that he's he's uh, the uh, heir apparent to Frank Lampard, not because they're the same kind of player, and I agree with JK totally, although I wish I'd come up with the fact that Frank was regal. That's a lovely description. <laughs> but... Um, uh, it's, he's the you know if, if we get Conor Gallagher and he, and he and he does at Chelsea what he's been doing for all these other teams, he'll be I think the first genuine goal scoring midfielder we've had since Frank. That's the point because Frank was a midfielder with a great goal touch and I think Gallagher's the same. But uh, at West Brom, um, you're right. You know Allardyce made him far more defensive and he didn't score as many goals, but he was still bloody good. So he could do that as well. I think that's the point I wanted to make. Really, you're praising Big Sam basically. <laughs> I, I tell you what, you know, I, I think I think old Sam gets a lot of hammer that is undeserved. I think I think as for a British manager, he was way ahead of his time, and and he's a decent manager. I think tactically, he really knew his onions. To be fair, I'd I'd, I'd agree with that. And yeah. there is always the pint of wine and getting caught well, dancing in a suit. In a how how can you and I ever disappear of anybody drinking a pint of wine, mate? Come on, be, uh, be real. Not, because it's not a pint of Guinness. Well, that's true. <laughs> I, that 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 I would I would definitely quibble at that. Now. Uh, 
Dane, did you want to come in? You had, yeah, so- well, I, I, I did want to say what I don't like is just that, you know, when people just very cliche say, uh, like I, I sort of alluded to earlier, oh, he won't make it at Chelsea and there's more chance that Palace might get him. No, you know, they really need to look into it more. He really wants to well, make that, it that was Chelsea. Garth Crooks, to be fair, who was a Garth complete... Crooks, I think Alan Pardew tried to say something yeah. at the weekend as well, tried to claim he was a South... I think he's an Epsom boy. He's, uh, he's, a, he's been at Chelsea. Boy, yeah. yeah, he lives 10 minutes walk yeah. away from Cobham. And his whole family, and I mean, if you know Epsom, Epsom is an absolute hotbed of Chelsea support, and Mm. he lives 10 minutes away. His family are all Chelsea, and Alan Pardew should stick to doing wanky dances on the touchline if he ever gets another job, which I expect he won't. Yeah, no, that's what he said. He just tried to allude to there there might be a chance, but, you know, he's made it. It's a bit like saying it because he's from Epsom, he's therefore he's going to be a jockey because the dog is there every year. <laughs> no. like, I don't even know if he knew he was from Epsom. He just tried to go, <laughs> if, you listen, if you listen to his accent, he's a South London boy, so he'd be fitting perfectly. And you know, These people get paid like, for that fucking opinion. I know, I know. Well, that was it. I mean, it was Garth Crooks. I, I saw the quote on Twitter earlier on. I didn't see it live, but Garth Crooks was, was saying he, the, the, boy, the boy would be making a terrible mistake if he went back to Chelsea. Well, so I think Palace 2015... I think 2015 called and wants its fucking opinions back on Chelsea Loney's. It's just absolutely Because, you know, there's, the, there's three years of that being demonstrably proven wrong. If you're good enough, you will play. Yeah. Lampard initiated it. Circles continued it. So, Conor Gallagher, fingers crossed, will get his chance. Yeah. I, think, so I think some of the, you know, Palace thinking they can get Conor Gallagher has been motivated by the fact they were able to buy Mark Wehi, So Yeah, but a different... Also, Vieira made a statement today, apparently, saying, yes, we're going to do our best to buy him. Yeah, well, good luck with that. Yeah, not going to happen. I tell you what, if if they sell him to Palace, there'll be a riot because it's so clear that he's so good, and it's not just he's not like a one season wonder. He's been consistently doing this. Here we go, because I, as I said, the whole article I wrote for Football London it compared him to let you know there was a big Lampard comparison. They even got called up to England at the same age. Their stats at the same age are slightly comparable, but you've got to bear in mind that Frank broke into West Ham, a far inferior team, of course, at a much younger age. But actually, broadly speaking, their stats and their development is pretty close. So there we go. JK, I have to come to you for this one. Um, We did luck out a bit, didn't we? We got two penalties. Um, I I know I've kind of skipped over their equaliser, but uh, it seems sensible to do both of them at the same time, if you see what I mean. Well, briefly, their equaliser was sort of slightly coming. You just thought they're putting so much pressure. They were playing well, I thought. And they were playing okay. But I still think that, that. there is a possible reason for the fact that we're not the same. Um, we're not as, as, as we're, we're, the fact that we're leaky now when we weren't at all. And I wonder whether that's just a, a midfield problem and, and, uh, and a left back um, problem. So I think it could be all down to, uh, um, uh, to um, what's his face, great hair, Alonso and, uh, and cheek. I'm sorry to point fingers, but um, uh, it, 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 it's it's just not, not working for me. Uh, it's not working for me, Chidge, having um, uh, uh, Loftus Cheek well, in the midfield. I tell you what, I mean, uh, we we had a little chat about this on Friday. I can't remember yeah. if it was actually on on you know record when we were recording or not. On, but, on air or off? But yeah. I think you're right. I mean, you take you know, basically Alonso, Jorginho, and uh, Loftus Cheek. It gives absolutely no protection for the defence. Absolutely, absolutely. That's the reality. You yeah. know, Chilwell, so Kante, Kovacic and or Jorginho and Rhys James gives great uh, protection for the defence. That's the key fundamental difference. That's why we're leaking goals. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think Dave is out of sorts as well. That doesn't yeah. help either. There's yeah. an imbalance across the yeah. whole part. Yeah. 
I don't know why he was selected, to be honest. I didn't quite get that. Why he didn't pick Christensen from the beginning. I think but there's something again, weird going on that, there, that's, mate. I think that's the contract thing. You actually yeah. asked me about the, the penalties. I mean, you've got to give everything to Rudiger being in the penalty area at, at, at that time. Although Rudiger, uh, of course, was went AWOL for their, their equaliser. The equaliser. He'd pushed yeah. forward to play almost like fill in as Kanto, got caught, they played around him, and in yeah. fairness, it was a it was a nice finish. Um and you know, Thiago Silva looked a bit oh shit, I've been done it. <laughs> well that was well, behind Alonso though, didn't he? Hang on, he one of you ran in behind Alonso and sorry, he ran in behind Alonso and got in uh, Thiago Silva's blind spot. Yeah, but before that, before that, Dane, because I think it was um it was Roberts, I think, who who crossed the ball. Um it was really interesting actually because Silva played Roberts on side because I think Silva was mindful of getting rinsed because he had done by uh, James in the first, I think it was James in the first half. He just put, did him for pace. I there mean, was J- a moment in the second half as well where he went through after a yeah. challenge and it got ruled out for offside. Yeah, I mean, you know, James is the quickest player on the pitch, so it's no disgrace to be rinsed by him. But I think Silva was mindful of that, but he was playing them all on, well, playing Roberts on side particularly. And you know that, and, and and they scored. I think as a result. But there you go. I but mean, if you remember the tackle he did, Chidge, he attempted rather than actually foul him because I think he would have been possibly sent off. Yeah, last play he missed him. He, he did a yeah. He did a kind of slide on the ground thing and and poked at the ball. And I thought, well, yeah, fair enough. I think because you've 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 saved a suspension, and all right, they might have scored. So you might have won the game for us, but. Uh, in in uh, in on reflection, it was the right decision to do a kind of slightly half-hearted try and slide the ball away. Um, but um, the but, but kudos to to Rudiger for getting forward for the two pens. And and the the first penalty was so obviously a penalty even from fifty yards away. Man slides oh, in and nailed it. And of course, Kavanagh gives a corner. Yeah, for I know. Sake. Fucking refereeing. There was a terrible challenge down the left hand side on one occasion. Was it on? Um, was it on Mount? I can't remember. Do you remember I'm saying left-hand side? It was on the left. It was opposite the East Stand where um, he was completely taken out and dumped into the stand. And, uh, and the... It was on Werner. Was it on Werner? You're absolutely Roberts, right. wasn't it? It was. Yeah, yeah. He was I giving mean, it out all game. Oh, oh the, the, he was just... He, he he played into the hands of... of he didn't seem to be reciprocal. We didn't get away with anything. Like well, that. I don't know. James could have been sent off on another day for that time. Oh, that one. Yeah, you could have been. Well, at least he got booked. Yeah. He got booked as opposed to the, in this instance, nothing happened at all. He gave a throw in. You know, I just, I felt, and also once again, the the utter timidity of the linesman. There was a linesman down below me, kept being led by the referee. Where he didn't get, make a decision. He could see the ball went out for a throw. You could see it hit a Leeds player. And therefore it was a, a Chelsea throw, waiting for the referee to make the decision. Referee gives it to Leeds. And you just, you know, he got a lot of abuse from, well, abuse as one does from the East Stand. I said, excuse me, linesman, you need a new pair of specs. Of course, as one does from where I sit. But um, <laughs> but nonetheless, you just despair of the, you know, this is supposed to be working as teams, referees, for goodness sake. And he's one of the younger ones, Kavanagh. But there was a wonderful moment I was watching him where he wasn't close enough to the action. And he was peering round players. He was peering. I thought, he can't see what's going on. And the ball hit once again, a Leeds player, and went off for a throw. And he waited, he looked at the linesman, and the linesman went, I don't know why the linesman didn't see it either. And so he gave the throw according to attack and defence. And I thought, if you can't see the game, referee, you've got to get closer to the action. You don't peer around players because he was standing in the centre circle. They just, uh, for people who are you know, doing it for a living, I completely despair of them. 
Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, Martin, uh, while we allow JK to be despairing and get get himself together again, um, I, I talk t- about the Formula One. Then. Oh no, let's love oh, fuck's sake. Let's no, don't even mention. But I mean, I, I mean, look, that the first pen was absolutely nailed on. I mean, Rafino, terrible tackle, and uh, I mean, okay, Rudiger waited for him to do it, but he still did it. Stupid idiot. What about the second one where Click just kicked, uh, you know, he was going to kick the ball and he managed to kick Rudiger, who fell down ever so dramatically like he'd had his leg taken off? What do you think of that one? Well, if there's contact made, it's a penalty. Yeah. Uh, you know, you don't... The, the people, uh, Shearer just said, stupid challenge. Why are yeah. you doing it? Stand him up. Don't kick through him. Yeah. Because you know what he's going to do. Yeah. Um, I thought it was more of a... I mean, it's quite instructive that he needed VAR to give a penalty for a scissor challenge, but he gave that one straight away. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah, no, there were, there were two two clear yeah, penalties. Were, and the, the one we conceded was a clear uh, one as well. Absolutely, so, yeah, no, no doubt about no that. Place, well, it's nice to be uh, the beneficiary, as I said earlier on, of, of, of some poor refereeing, as opposed to being on the other side of the coin. Um, Jorginho's got massive balls, hasn't he, uh, Dane? Yes, he has, and uh, I know there. Obviously, I think when Timo first signed, didn't he? T- he took on the penalties first when he missed one, so then it went went back to Jorginho. He has missed a few, but yeah, yeah, there's two great penalties. Uh, again, you know, he's divided opinion of him, but you know, his penalty taken is is very good. And if he would have missed, it would have given obviously his haters a chance to uh, oh, yes. absolutely go in on him. But whether he had a good game or not, that's another debate. Uh, I thought it was okay. But, you know, he, he huffs and puffs. And, you know, I don't mind him. I'm not, he, he's not my favourite. I, I appreciate what he does. I can see what he doesn't do. But, you know, it's obvious what he doesn't do, and when 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 teams uh, attack him, and you know, we can well, all see his weaknesses. But it's it's a waste of time because it, it's pretty obvious. So he's a decent player. I like I like him. You know, he's got heart. And let's go back well, to that I, video. But, you know, when he first joined with the Instagram, I'm going to read. I'm going to bring you in a, a set, Jacob. I'm going to read what Tuchel said about Jorginho because I think this is this is worth reading out actually because it it really put it into some perspective. He's had no preseason. Started the Super Cup game straight away, so I knew there would be a point in the season he feels his body and wouldn't be fully fit. But Georgie is Georgie, and he's fully aware of the situation that we miss Kovacic and N'Golo. He sacrifices and he gives his best every single day. He spends hours and hours with the physios and medical department to get himself in the best shape possible. It's very nice to have this kind of attitude. It was a big reward for him today, as it's not easy to score two penalties in one game. So he's been playing with a back injury for about the last month, which is... That's what you want. You want your players to, you know, put it in, don't you, JK? Yeah, but I, I also think if, if, if we're thinking about the way the team works, once again, the best team, um, it, 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 I can't believe we're saying that he worked better with Kovacic when we said they were the combination from hell when they were playing. Not the Frank. way, not the way but, that Tuchel but, plays. But, no, I'm saying that he done the way Tuchel plays, it works. Yeah. And, and, and they're all cogs and they're the right cogs in the right machine and he's made it work, Tuchel. So if it, if you get players around him that aren't the same, aren't working the the the, the machinery properly, um, you're gonna he's gonna be vulnerable to that. And especially if he's just saying he's injured and he's doing very well to be playing, 
I mean, otherwise, what would be what would we have? Saar playing there, Barkley playing there. I mean, the mind boggles at the awfulness of what might take place. Oh, Saul, Saul, yes, Saul back. Oh my goodness, what a mistake that's been. But they're they're aware of that. They'll be working something out. You know, I'm I'm I'll be intrigued to see what happens during the transfer window, or um, whether it's as you said, Chid Matson returns, or an, another low knee returns. I don't know. Is Matson on us? Can we can we get him for six well, after six? There's months? a lot of talk about it, so I therefore think right, that's sorry. that's a possibility. You know, uh, Dane. I've just remembered. Actually, I think Spy. It's obviously, talking about uh, obviously Jorginho and who he's been paired with at the moment. Obviously, Loftus Cheek. Uh, J.K. was was critical of him earlier. I think Spy Neil Barnett made a really good point in in the week. He said a lot of a lot of Chelsea managers have a lot to answer for. You know, you've all have had you'd have had all the youth coaches who would have told you the sort of player he is. Yet they tried to play him sometimes in that front three, sometimes as a false nine, sometimes as a false ten. When we all knew for his youth days how good he was deep and attacking those spaces, and it, it's going to get it's going to obviously going to come to the head soon whether we we sell him or keep him. But I can't help but feel sorry for him. I think he's been let down quite a lot over the years. Uh, when we all saw, if, if anyone would have seen. The, the the videos and, and it was shown to him from the youth team how good he was coming from deep. Unfortunately, he's got that. Well, fortunately for him, but unfortunately because he's not shown it in performances, he's got that chance now. He's playing that deep position into tax spaces, but he's gone a little bit stale in the last couple of weeks. I, I would love to see. Um, I mean, because I I'm you know we can't have it both ways, or I can't have it both ways certainly. But I, I remember before Chilwell was out. Um, we were saying, oh, come on, you know, we, it'd be good to see uh, against playing against a shit team, you know, a team that weren't going to attack us much, certainly. It would be good to see Loftus-Cheek in that midfield because he, he, like Kovacic, he can run with the ball and he can attack players and he can beat people. And he's got a huge amount of skill to get himself out of trouble. And one thing I noticed actually about the game on Saturday was um, it always looks like he's going to lose the ball at the last minute. But at, at the last minute, he just does something to, to get clear or pass it. He's got a rare ability so I wouldn't give up on him just yet. I would love to see what it looks like with him and Jorginho with Chilwell and uh, James either side of him. Because I think that, you know, for me, what Tuchel has always been saying about Jorginho, he has to create a system that protects us from his vulnerabilities. And I think that that's pace, you know, and an ability to win the ball in midfield. So, you know, if you've got Chilwell and James, you know, if it, well, Chilwell particularly, if somebody tries to just exploit his lack of pace, Chilwell's got enough pace to kind of fill in for him, as has Rudiger uh, from coming from defence. So that all works. And if you've got N'Golo, well, you know, N'Golo can play with anybody in midfield because he's just so fantastic because he just wins the ball all the time, gets you going. Kovacic is also a good job. But as I said, Loftus-Cheek gives something slightly different. So I'm not prepared to give up on him just yet. But there you go. Uh, anyway, I, 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 we've got to talk. I mean, we're talking about Jorginho scoring that last-minute penalty, and uh, and uh, sorry, I got distracted here. Chid, didn't we play that against Juventus after Kante went off? Yes, we did. That's from Pierre or keep the blue flag flying in North. Absolutely spot on. Yeah. Anyway, Jorginho scores the last-minute penalty, and it was literally the last kick of the ball. Now we can sit here. And you know, argue the toss about how well we played, or did we play well, or did we shithouse it, or what? I mean, I wasn't in the stadium, but I've been in 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 Stamford Bridge and away enough times to know how utterly stupendous it is to beat a much hated, bitter rival in the last minute. Nothing, nothing beats that in my book, Martin. Yeah, it's very enjoyable, wasn't it? Just, <laughs> but the crowd—you yeah. could tell. I mean, you know, as I said, yeah. I was at home, but you could tell everybody was just so fucking loving it, and pumped up. Yeah, I mean. Any concerns about 
the rivalry being diluted on the Chelsea supporters end went out the window fairly early on and the minute that penalty went in it was just carnage and then of course you had the Fun and games afterwards of the full time whistle, which well we shall talk. About. Oh well, actually I don't know. Actually, I think can we save that for part two because I want to talk about that in terms of Rudiger's momentous uh, shit housing. Put it all in with that. Really, Havertz was giving it as well. Yeah, he was no, no, absolutely. I mean, you know, as I said, I I, I was luck- unlucky to not be there, uh, Dane. But well, both you and and Jake actually. But I mean, how did it feel when that went in? Because there is something different about it. I mean, it's like like when we we nobbled. Well, I mean, I, I pick one out at random against Spurs. Gallus's last minute uh, shot that curled in. You know, to to beat them, it's, there's nothing that beats a last minute win against a rival, is there? Oh no, no, absolutely not. You, you know, you're right. That Gallus one was obviously we didn't even actually play well that game. Tottenham did a fairly decent job on us, but yeah, no, it is, and it, you could feel it. You know, you could feel that the rivalry. I, I actually wondered what it would be like, obviously, obviously before the game, and obviously that that was quickly put out the window, as as, as Martin said. You know, Leeds <laughs> Leeds was certainly up for it. They definitely enjoyed their their, their day out, and uh, to be fair, Chelsea responded. Ugh. It'll be interesting the uh, the return game up at Elland Road. That will be a uh, oh, good luck to anyone going up there. You know, I've had some uh, stories to tell from going up there over the years, and yeah, it's just a great feel. You know, three o'clock obviously on a, on, on a Saturday as well. You know, you can't beat that. And yeah, it was a lovely, obviously winter winter rest that that feel we get when when we watch our team this sort of time of the year. Yeah, it was a great day, great day, yeah, good stuff. Um, I, I don't share this. Um... Last-minute winner against rivals, joy, I'm afraid. I like beating rivals 4-0 and, um, and being all over them from the very beginning. And I find <laughs> the tension of uh, having to suffer uh, it being 2-2 and getting a penalty and thinking that Jorginho is going to miss it and then all the Leeds fans will be crowing and, uh, and they'll be calling us rent boys and then there'll be fights outside. I can't bear any of that, and I'm but afraid that happened anyway. So, and I know it did ultimately <laughs> happen anyway. It's true, but uh, yes, that's true. It did happen, but even more. Well, yeah, possibly they would have been more sm- smug and happy with themselves, which I hate. Um, and I didn't think we played as well as we. Ca- I don't think we're playing very well at the moment, and for for reasons we've gone through all the time. And it's that thing about yeah, Tuchel doesn't want us being average, and I think from time to time we are average at the moment. Well, because we're, the, we're having to play average players and replace in, the players indeed, that are excellent. Indeed, indeed, I know this is why you know I detest. Um, listening to um, panels on European Champions League draw days, um, such as Michael Owen discussing the brilliant depth that the Chelsea squad has. We have better depth than any other any other squad in Europe. And you think, and any of them, as he said today, any of them can just be put in and play as well as anybody else. And you go, what? You're a you're a, a, no, a pundit. He's terrible. He's a terrible And clearly player. as thick as fucking mints. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. <laughs> you know. Um, what was the statement he made today about the Champions League? Well, they'll either draw somebody different or somebody yeah. the same, basically. Yeah. <laughs> no shit, Michael. Great deduction. JK, well, I, I, yeah. I, I, I get it. I get where you're coming from. I really, I honestly do. And I kind of love you for it, as you well know. Um because there's nothing, I mean, you know, we can pick out a load, loads of stuffings we've given to Tottenham, Man United, and it is joyous, and Arsenal in particular. I mean, for example, yeah. when we walloped Arsenal 6-0, I don't think I've ever laughed at a football match, a football match as much in my life. But I think for sheer emotion, a sheer emotional evacuation, if you like, 
you i just you cannot but, but there is something about playing really shit and being battered by a rival and then beating them in the last minute and then doing it through shithousery i i the emotional release what? that i get from that is just unparalleled the last the last three minutes in the corner yeah. with, uh, with, was absolutely brilliant absolutely because it's it's doing what other teams would do but doing it with such expertise but nonetheless it's uh, because i thought oh well have won it now i just found the whole the whole process of being two two down and possibly giving a goal away and having put i felt for Jorginho, and i think he was brilliant taking the second penalty and scoring it the pressure i mean it's what he's paid for it's what you do obviously but nonetheless i was just thinking God, the shit you're going to experience if you miss this. And he and he scored, and we all love him as a consequence. But that's, you know, you've got to have jeopardy in your life, mate. It's hey, what makes you feel hey, alive, man. Hey, 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 hey. Well, I'm trying to write a screenplay at the moment. Jeopardy. Got to put jeopardy in it. Yeah. Tension, dad, drama, jeopardy. It's a secret. My dad's first book, my dad's second book, I can say, loved everybody, not horrid about anybody. No jeopardy. Nothing. Nothing. No, exactly. Right. Now, I can tell you, I can tell you honestly, from the bottom of my heart, the heart of my bottom, that there is absolutely no jeopardy for anybody if they want to go and buy the latest copy of the CFC UK fanzine, the world's greatest football fanzine. It and, is. And it is. It is. And you can, I mean, the writers in there are just stellar. Marco, Clayton, Walter Rotten, Kelvin, uh, Tim Rolls, uh, Dino. Uh, I won't mention me. Obvious. Actually, I wrote, an, I wrote an appalling one on Saturday because I didn't feel very well. But anyway, uh, anyway, look, bottom line is you can get it uh, opposite the stall, the CFC UK stall, opposite Fulham Broadway, of course, which is what you should do if you go to a match. Uh, or you can get it off any of the sellers who wander around uh, Fulham Road going, hurry up, it's only a pound. Chelsea football fanzine, CFC UK, blah, 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 all of that. Anyway, um, but you can actually subscribe to this. So if you don't live in the manor, if you can't get to the games, you can still get CFC UK and it will really, you know, it, it, it's got its finger on the pulse. It is the zeitgeist of Chelsea, I would say. And uh, there are about 10 issues usually every year and it'll cost you 16 quid. Uh, individual copies will cost two pounds each. Uh, so there you go. Now, payment can be made using PayPal. Uh, you need to email fanzine at cfcuk.net to organise all this because obviously Dave will need to know your address and all of that malarkey. You can also get a hard copy if you're in Europe. That's 35 quid or the rest of the world for £45. But you can also get uh, just a digital version. So you can get it emailed to you in a PDF uh, format and that will cost you six quid for a season or a quid for an, uh, a, an individual issue. Again, if you want any of that, whether it's uh, digital or the hard copy, you need to email fanzine at cfcuk.net. We will be back after this short break. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to Chidge and the Boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast. Total nutters and proper Chels. Footballfancast.com Welcome back, I'm Stanford Chidge and of course this is the Chelsea Fancast and uh, I have the uh, the wonderful Mr Jonathan Kidd. Lovely to be on the show. Who else we got, JK? Oh, you know, those two stalwarts, those diehards, <laughs> those, those, you know, couple of interesting, well-informed um, eloquent individuals um, 
Martin and Dane. Hey! Good, Good to see you boys. Right, now, uh, we, we kind of been alluding to it in part one about uh, the, the delightful Antonio Rudiger. Um, I mean, we, we could have a talk about his shithousery. Um, perhaps we should do that. Um, uh, but actually, yeah, let's talk about his shithousery first. I mean... The comedy value of Rudiger, he's done it before so many times. I mean, the grin on his face when uh, Click stupidly kicked him was just a, 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 <laughs> just a joy to behold. Um, his absolutely having a complete toddler tantrum when Rhys James didn't throw the ball to him was just delight. His shouting at people uh, is just a, a delight as well. But <clears throat> I saw a clip, I don't know if it was from the game, but uh, there's a there's a there was some, something on Twitter, a little kind of bit of video of him, kind of j- j- jigging is the only way I can I can pr- pronounce or, or or call it down the touchline, facing the fans in the East Lower, I think, in delight at something. But my favourite bit of the entire match was uh, when the uh, the Barney at the end uh, kicked off, which I think was started by Furpo. Uh, butting or you know locking you know doing the old uh, stag uh, stag antlers thing with Havertz and there'd been a bit of argy bargy going on with Havertz for a while because Havertz was trying to wind down the clock and then a whole load of Chelsea and Leeds players came together Rudiger ran from the edge of our penalty area a full kind of 60 70 yard he ran so that he could get them by the time he got there he was immediately front and center of all of the aggro I could not love this man any more. It was wonderful. And then even to cap it all, and of course, I tell you what, you know, Mason Mount was in there quick as well. And I tell you what, every time I've seen us have a set two with opposition players, a mass kind of, you know, melee, Mount has always been in the thick of it too. And i got to say, I love that about Mount. Because he's, 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 you know, there's nothing to him. But he's got no fear. Uh, but anyway, Rudiger was hilarious. And even more hilarious was, was Lukaku, you know, kind of dragging him away so he didn't get himself sent off. Um, he he is just wonderful. I mean, if I can sum it up, boys. I mean, you know, because really, obviously, we're all worried that he might he might you know he might decide to jog off to Real Madrid or Bayern Munich or something. It, it, you know, he's not signed his contract. If he doesn't sign it before January, then he can go on free. And whilst I don't think he deserves to get paid four hundred grand a week, and I don't think he certainly will by Chelsea, what I would say. It'll be a huge loss for us because he offers some a bit like Mount does. Mount offers something that nobody else in the side offers. Rudiger offers something else that nobody in the side does. Um, you know, it, it's just the shithousery, the leadership. You know, just that aggression. You know, you've got to have some players like that in your side, and he he is brilliant at it. Who wants to respond to that one first? Just reminds me of the ball individually trying to smack Daniel Amati a few months back. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that that amused me. But um, I've kind of resigned myself to him going because the figures quoted, Chelsea aren't going to match them, I, I wouldn't have thought. He may want to return to Germany for all we know. Real Madrid would be a fucking stupid decision, but it's still Real Madrid. Um, how, can the, how can they afford that? They're uh, bankrupt. I, I'm not going to say a word in case I libel myself. <laughs> well, allegedly, it's the it's the Spanish government, isn't it? Yeah, allegedly. <laughs> and allegedly, it's allegedly, always been the Spanish uh, government, and General yeah. Franco in particular. Allegedly, 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 allegedly. allegedly, allegedly. allegedly. Yes. Um, but yeah, I mean, last April they were claiming poverty. That's why they needed a Super League. And 
they didn't have a pot to piss in or a, or a window to throw it out of. Now they're able to pay 400k a week. You know, you, I, it, it, it might make we sense get, to me. Um, we get Hazard, though, as a consequence. Oh, yeah. great. Um, I, bro- I love him, but broken down, knackered and injured. Yeah. No, thanks. I know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, boys, you know, JK, Dane, I mean, tell me, you know, one, how much do you love uh, Rudiger's antics and his leadership and all of that? And secondly, how much do you think we'll miss it when he, when or if he goes? Yeah, we, yeah, that jig was after Jorginho scored the penalty. He did it front of the Matthew Arden lower uh, after he scored, obviously, the last minute penalty. Reese was in there as well, but Reese was being calmed down by someone and being on the yellow card. So I don't think he got involved as much as he wanted. But Rudiger, yeah, he seems to have stepped it up under Tuchel. He, he, he's the bully that you need, you know, like that sort of player, like we used to say about Costa. You know, if he's in your team, you love him. If you're playing against him, you, you hate his guts. And. Yeah, it, we're going to miss him. I think, you know, I said in the show a few times since Tuchel's come in, you know, I think he's he went for a period where he was playing world-class and he was probably the best press defender in, in Europe. Uh, if I'm being a bit harsh on him recently, I don't think his levels have dropped. I just think the team's tired a bit. We've relied on him a lot more. But yeah, for, uh, for 90% of Tuchel's time, he's been absolutely amazing. And... Yeah, we all love it. Do you know what I mean? And he he does all that and and he sort of gets away with it. And then he's got a little cheeky grin and, and a twinkle in his eye. And it will be a shame to see him go a bit like Martin. I think I'm, there's nothing, there's no, you know, I know Chelsea do like to do a lot of their best business behind closed doors, but there's nothing, no inkling that they're, they're even going to, you know, try and talk again or, 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 or even get, you know, three quarters of the way through. And it's a shame because we'll be letting someone go really at the top of their game. And it's probably the best football he's ever played in his career as well. Yeah. They'd, they'd have to buy somebody comparable, wouldn't they? That's the, and you wonder who there is out there who is a comparable um, they thought about that legit, didn't they, uh, uh, Juventus? But that doesn't go away. Uh, they seem to like him. Uh, it's funny, Martin, uh, you two mentioned Hazard as well. Uh, yeah, that, oh, I, just, well, I just don't want to see him. I, 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 it sort of hurts seeing him. You know, every time I look at Real Madrid results, sorry, yeah. Every time I look at Real Madrid results and I, I look, did he start? No, sub unused, you know, not used sub. I and mean, I think, and you're talking about the only teams who have like shown an interest. I don't know if it's crap. Was it West Ham or Villa or something? And I'm like... I don't want him to see him go anywhere else. And be like shagging an old girlfriend who was wonderful yeah. once, and but, it's pretty. Do you romantic. remember though that there was a period where remember we bought Torres and Shevchenko, mm. and that was done by the owner. Yeah. And so, you don't know what the owner's involvement might be in this. I think Tony Glover said he would still have him back. Uh, I think he tweeted earlier, and I was very close to agreeing with him. But then, ugh, yeah, maybe I'm just an old romantic. Well, I mean, what you could say about Hazard, uh, which is perhaps something we haven't thought about before, because I mean, I've been I've been dead against it for, for for emotional as well as, you know, kind of footballing reasons. I, I think he's shot. I think he's just been kicked off, kicked out of football. Mm. Um, but I I I want to remember him as arguably the best player I've seen at Chelsea. I don't want him to come back and look shit. It would be just utterly depressing. However, yeah, however. Uh, for the Belgian side, he doesn't half link up with Lukaku quite well. Good point, Chidge. Mm. Um, uh, Osgood was an example oh, of, yeah. of a terrible decision yeah. to bring him back after he'd been at Southampton. Yeah. He was overweight and injured and just wandered about. And you yeah. just thought, 
what on earth have we done buying it? It was sort of symptomatic of where we were as a team at the time, which was really poor. I mean, weir- weirdly, unlike Diego, uh, Diego, unlike Didier Drogba, who yes. we all thought was had it, and I mean, he didn't make much of a contribution, but he did score that brilliant header against Man United, if you remember. And he scored that great goal against Leicester. Yeah. Yeah, mm. you know. Yeah. So yeah, there's a possible. I don't know. It, 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 all of these things will be being mooted at the moment, won't they? But I'm all more concerned about if you get rid of Rudiger, they have to buy. I mean, who is a comparable? I don't mean even. They you have said, to buy a shite house. Exactly. It, the Delict is not a shite housery, but who is somebody with an attitude? I think Delict is probably more delictful. Yeah, probably very delictful. Goes in probably a a big friend of Zyx, and mind you, that might work, mightn't it? Um, because yeah, but apparently Ajax are playing very well at the moment but I think it's um, it's because I don't know what it is what do they have a fantastic they've got youth, a good manager they've got a very good youth side as well I think we have that as well don't yeah, we you know. um, but yeah no it, it would be unless they've got somebody that they've targeted like this the young boy who's away at um, uh, Huddersfield is it where Colwell. is he? Yeah, but even then, you—you—that's not going to work because he'd have to no. ease his way in. No, you no, need... Rudiger's like what, twenty-six, seven? Yeah, yeah, yeah but he, he's 28. a great twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. It, 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 you should say it's the shithousery aspect. It's the fact that he is a player who will run um, fifty yards in order to confront. Um, who, uh, which player did he did he hit? Furpo. Yeah, <laughs> he, he yeah. knew. He knew who it was. I mean, he, he knew, knew he from eighty yards it. away it was Furpo. <laughs> absolutely it's brilliant. Absolutely. The fact he did that. He's got laser he... eyesight, mate. Yeah, yeah, he has. He has. Having rows with Luis Suarez as well. Yeah, you know. It's... <laughs> yeah, I mean, look. Right, that's right. You, yeah. you're, you're right. You're all, you are all right. You know, we you, you've got to replace like for like. So you need an experienced head who's been around the block, who knows the dark arts, who's not afraid to use them, who can lead, who is aggressive. You've got to have a like for like. You know, okay, they've got to be good too. They've got to play football. But, you know, if you're going to take that element out of the side, You've got to have something to replace it. And I think the interesting thing is, is that, you know, I mentioned Mount earlier. Mount's got a bit about him. Havertz has clearly got a bit about him. I've seen Havertz shithousing people quite a lot, actually. James, you know, don't mess with James. You know, James will take you out. You know, so we have got some young players who've clearly got a bit about them, actually. And I remember us talking not a few, well, you know, just a couple of seasons ago, three seasons ago, bemoaning the lack of leaders and edge and nasties. They're all too bloody nice, we were saying. Well, I think we've got a a, a breed from Cobham that are coming up and add a few like Havertz, who I think, as I said, I think he's got a bit to him. It's, you know, three or four years down the line and they're a bit more experienced as well. We're not going to back down to anybody. But does that not come from also from success and being kicked? And after a bit and being a good player, after a bit you just go, I'm sorry, I'm not dealing with this, and so you you rise to the occasion. I, I, you know, I, I mean, I, I, I'm sorry, as you say, say. No, no, go on, finish. You, I, I was interrupting you. You carry on. No, no, I'm just, I'm more worried about um, uh, the, the equation they must be making at the moment, which is to not pay him if if it's the the rumored four hundred thousand a week. Um, what would it cost them then to buy somebody of that status, who is that good, who is, as yeah. you say one of the best players in Europe at the moment to fill that position. Who is there that you're looking around? Who has that edge to him? You know, we're talking about somebody, you know, like what, what's his face? He used to play for um, for Barcelona the, and, and Real Madrid, the two centre-halves who were just, you know, hard as steel and uh, and and had this nail-like aspect to them. You you it, it would be tricky to find a similar play. It wouldn't cost them 100 million. So, yeah. you know, is it worthwhile hanging well, on to 
and giving in to his. I, I don't know. I mean, look, I, I think I, I think there are probably there are probably defenders that we've got. I mean, I'm still very fucked off that we got rid of Tamori because I think he could have been the next in line, and um, and Gay, you know, because they're very good players. I think, but they would still have been inexperienced. They needed somebody to learn from. Um, so I, what I would do, and I think that there are others that we've got in the club who can come through, but I think you, what you do is you, you go out and buy somebody who is 28, you know, you don't worry about the fact that they might not be there very long because you kind of need them to tide you over until some of these younger players might come through. I just want to pick up on what you said about, uh, the likes of the Cobham boys earlier on, because I know how well brought up they are. And this is very much part of the Chelsea thing. And you said, you know, how does that work? I, I think it's in you, JK, that mentality. You're either right. some, yeah, you're either a fighter or you're not. It's that simple. It's a, it's, you're born with it. It's a mentality. You can't be taught that. It's instinctive. It's primal, right? So the fact that Mount is like, you know, well, I don't know. He's probably about six foot, isn't he, actually? He's, he's, but he's very slim and slight, you know? He'll get the shit knocked out of him, potentially. But he's the first there when there's any trouble. That's in his head. That's mental, you know? So... That's good for me because I think it tells you that we've got some players who are prepared to put it out, you know, and I like that. Um, we're going to move on. Oh, I know where we're going to go now because you, you, you weren't that involved yesterday on the WhatsApp, but somebody asked me a very uh, good question on Twitter. It was Dogfish Proposal, I think, or something like that. And he was going on about Rudiger and, and Costa, and he said, what, what would you think to have a, a, a Chelsea shithouse eleven? So we all sat there bored, obviously, yesterday afternoon, probably still, you know, seething at the Lewis Hamilton robbery. Um, and we came... Oh, I contributed, Chich. I you, contributed. You did. Well, you know, I kind of worked it out. I took took all your answers. This is the shithouse 11 I came up with. <coughs> um, uh, big fat Willie Falks, because uh, basically Marco, I think it was Marco, reminded me that he used to eat centre forwards. No, no, not eat them. He used to pick them up and throw them out the way, which I thought, I like that. Yes. Did he, not, he chase did, after he, a ref as well? Yeah. Uh, did he also eat his entire? You know, the, the breakfast came in a hotel one day for the whole team, and he ate a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. He's so an I think that's that's proper shit house yeah. behaviour. He's a he's an absolute bully. Uh, then going across the back, Eddie McCready, uh, Ricky Carvalho, uh, Ron Harris, Tony Rudiger. I've got Rudiger uh, right, not left, but it doesn't matter. Uh, I've made it four four two. Obviously, that's that's the other thing I should say. Mickey Thomas uh, on the left, uh, Michael Ballack, Vincent Jones, Dennis Wise, and up front uh, David Speedy and Diego Costa. I think that's quite a shit house team. Myself, what say you boys? J.K. I didn't. I didn't think Ballack was a shit house man. I, all he, what, what he could do was he was very subtle. With yes. It. Yes. Uh, whereas I think the others were slightly more extrovert. You need a little shit. bit of subtlety shit housing as well as the obvious. Well, I suppose that's true. I remember at Anfield, um, McMahon getting the ball and running down the pitch. And within a, about two seconds of the game having started, Ballock really fouling him really uh, um, energetically. And he therefore contributed very little to the rest of the game. So I suppose there's a touch of shitterazzery about that. But I, I never felt that he would be there, first of all. He didn't immediately come to mind as the kind of person that you've, you've used. But on reflection, I think he was very capable of um, putting somebody out of the game with, with finesse. You didn't really think, oh, my God, he's done a dreadful tackle. You just thought, oh, he's got in there. Oh, McMahon can't walk anymore. Oh, OK. He was, okay. A, he was a nasty piece of work. I mean, he was yeah. subtle. It's like he was also a diver. Remember, I mean, Darren Mantle never forgave him for diving for a penalty against us in the, in the yes, Champions League. Was, was he playing for... Um, he was playing for Bayern. Yeah. Was it Bayern, not the... 
because he moved on, didn't he, to uh, um, Bayern? One of the lesser lesser teams. Leverkusen to Bayern to Chelsea right. back to Leverkusen. Yeah. Yeah. Leverkusen, yeah. I, yeah. I'm very enamoured of the idea of having perhaps a less obvious one in there, which is Mickey Thomas. But Mickey, Mickey was naughty, naughty, naughty. I mean, Mickey should be in there for, purely for sparking out that Sheffield Wednesday defender when the ref wasn't looking in the 4-4, <laughs> you know, for a start. But, I mean, Mickey was naughty, very naughty. And I'd have him in my side every day for a shithouse 11. So bizarrely for somebody so educated, actually had an odd moment of... Uh, of um... He's on the bench. A rebellion about him, yes. <laughs> as is Leboeuf, as is Leboeuf. Also, I felt his his um, his battle with Batty, both for Blackburn, was one of the great uh, yeah. one of the great um, fights. Yeah, definitely. The difference that isn't there between a hard man. Yes, he did. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, which like uh, who, who couldn't I hear? I couldn't hear either. Of you go first. You go first, and then Martin. Then I can. Then I'll know exactly what you both said. I said there's a big difference, obviously, between a hard man and shit house. I know. I mentioned two names and straight away the Chelsea fans go freaking Tottenham or whatever. But, you know, Graham Roberts for us was a dirty little bug. He was hard and he was like a shithouser as well, just like Poyet was. Poyet was your typical player, you know, niggling in your ear. Always got something to say. He'll give you a dirty little tackle. He'll probably pinch you, bite you and do everything. You know, if you class it for us. And we've had quite a few over the years. I think I didn't. LaBeouf. On a bad day, always want to. You said he's on the bench. Always want to remind people about his World Cup medals. Then you have got Mick Harford up front for us. He was a going back to obviously old days. Ruby, I Joey Jones. Like him, We've had Dave. quite a fall, haven't we? I, I I used to get a stiffy for Mick Harford. Yeah, <laughs> but little and large. Him and Johnny Spencer up front. Uh, I I really he was such a traditional centre forward. But you're right. You're right. There would be he'd challenge the centre half before the ball had arrived, and then give mm. that as the excuse when he flattened him. I always, I always remember together, another... we talking about hard players or shit. Yeah, because you always so I mentioned always... you, Chidge, that you could have somebody like Venables who was just in the ref's ear all the time, and to me that was shit answer. And occasionally you get get booked for it, but lots of the time it would just he'd be irritating the fuck out of the referee, mm-hmm. just non-stop complaining about what's going on. Yeah. And to me, that's that's more subtle shit housery than yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I like subtle shit housery too. Yeah. Um, but I like I like Costa Diego. I mean, I think Diego Costa's the biggest shit house we've ever biggest had. Biggest of the lot. Yeah. Yeah. Martin, what say you? Yeah, definitely. But I reckon they'd all want to smack David Speedy. Yeah, but Speedy was pretty much bigger shit house. I can't stand. It. I, I, I know. My, I know. My, my reasons. My reasons for disliking him aren't necessarily related to football. So. But they're, they're wholeheartedly just and righteous. They really are. Yeah. But uh, you know, when he played for us and on the pitch. I mean, he's the classic example of a guy who'd have a fight in an empty room. I mean, like Dennis. Yeah, I could, I could just imagine the rest of the team wanting to smack him. Yeah. Well, they did. Yeah, I know, but this lot as well. Yeah. yeah. So you could just imagine Rudiger belting Speedy. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. We, we will do more of these, I think. They're quite fun. And anyway, uh, let's get down to what I've been really wanting to talk about for the entire programme so far, which is basically Leeds players and fans united in their horribleness, really. Uh, you know, the Leeds players were niggling and fouling all game. Uh but actually, you know, I, I kind of enjoyed the fact that they were because it kind of made us do it as well. And I, I, I love a game like that. I, I love a little bit of needle in a football match. It gets the blood. I mean, even the commentators noticed it as well. We, I think it was that challenge on Werner and suddenly Chelsea supporters felt a, a righteous indignation. Well, part of it, as I said, because Kavanagh was so useless. Yeah, not but it anything. gets the crowd up. 
it gets us involved you know it's perfect it's what you want um but let's talk about their fans for a second because i mean I, i'm from what i understand they were lobbing coins which they love to do and uh, i can't see why because i mean yorkshire are usually tight why would they want to throw their money away but anyway coins and bottles to the family section of course who are the nearest people to throw anything to sadly uh but apparently there was a lot of a lot of uh, fighting pre-game uh I think by the Peter Osgood stand too. They try to jib in to the West uh, West Stand entrance. Apparently, um, I mean, any of you see any of that uh, before and after? No, I didn't see anything. I didn't see anything before. I'd heard what was on the WhatsApp group about a few things. I saw the TSG police outside the um, the Moore Spice or Curry House, whatever it's called. I can't remember what name it's got now, but they were all kind of a line there as you come out of Fulham Broadway. Huge right police presence. Huge. Yeah, there was a lot more there than usual. And you could they kind of waited because you could hear him going, Yorkshire, Yorkshire. You could hear him coming up the fucking stairs like the Fulham Broadway. And so he's like, right, let's move. So they, they've gone to meet them at the um, entrance from the station, presumably to escort them. And I, I didn't see anything. I heard about stuff going on at the West Lower. didn't see anything myself. Um the usual stuff at the divide, I reckon, is just normal goes normal stuff that goes on. I know it was a bit tense outside as well, but you know that's again nothing unusual. Or someone, I think it was Mister X pointed out they're on their Christmas drink. <laughs> I have to say I haven't seen I hadn't seen a, a police presence like that for, with the with the riot police with all their they're wearing their soft caps, but they've got all their helmets on their belts. I haven't seen that for a very long time. Hmm. Yeah, it's, it's been a while, they, isn't it? They've been pre-warned that this was going to happen. I heard rumours weeks ago that there was, you know, they were coming down with the intention of having some ag. You know, they haven't been here for seventeen years, mate. You know, it's it was almost inevitable. I would have thought, and given the, as we now know, their hatred of us is is only matched by our hatred of them. It was, it was, it was always going to happen. I mean, actually, you could say that actually. I mean, maybe it's interesting, isn't it? Actually, because. You know, we're talking about incidents. I, I mean, I didn't see any of them, so it's somewhat irresponsible of me talking about it. But I've been told by people that I trust and I that wouldn't lie. But there would, I've had lots of reports of little bits of ag and the jibbing in or the attempt to do it. And we're all kind of like, oh, you know, goodness me. But actually, if you think about it, that's complete. That's very low scale compared to what we've seen actually not that long ago. You know, I remember... You know, certainly this century and more recently in Cardiff, there was that was a lot of ag when Cardiff came over and that was nasty. And that wasn't that long ago. Spurs have tried it on a few times, you know, worse than this. So Cardiff, that, that was the cup game in 2010, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, you know, so maybe it's a sign of where we are now that just a little bit of naughtiness is making us go, oh, it sounds like it was really naughty. But I think the reality was it it, it probably wasn't. So there you go. I mean, it's interesting. Pierre says, uh, Pierre says on on Mixler, he says, uh, you know, in the cock after, a guy said some boys are really uh, really looking for a fight as well. I mean, it's interesting actually. Funnily enough, the last <coughs> not, it wasn't the last time you played Leeds. It was the two thousand and one or two when I just scored that goal, that brilliant overhead kick. I remember being in the pub, and this was the Wheat Sheaf, so it was miles away. I was in the pub with little Chris Norman, who was only about sixteen at the time, and uh, the, a load of Leeds Leeds fans tried to take the pub. I remember that. And uh, a load of the people in the pub all got up to like sort them out. And Chris was like, didn't know what to do and looked a bit scared. I said, Chris, we'll sit here and drink our pint. (laughs) (laughs) I know my priorities, but there you go. Um, I mean, really, just to sum up, I've got this lovely quote from the wonderful spy. I know know this is this is going to really appeal to you, JK, actually. 
because you are men of a, a similar vintage. Uh, good old spy, Neil Barnett says, uh, Chelsea win because dirty Leeds concede two penalties and there's a mass Barney on the final whistle. Rich traditions maintained. Lovely afternoon. <laughs> I, just, I thought summed it up perfectly. And it's like an X-rated version of Ron Manager. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like that. It's brilliant. And Tommy T says, uh, we needed this win desperately for the mood, the belief, for the atmosphere. I'm very happy how we got it. I'm very happy how we played. And we have two days off now. And it's a good feeling for the boys. And I, I, again, you know, as always, I think Tuchel always sorts it out beautifully. I love what he says. He's so honest in a way. And and I, I think that's what I kind of meant earlier on when I said, actually, this is, a, this is just a game that you win. It's not about the performance. You know, rivals, big local derbies, things like that. That's what they're all about. And I think the buzz that it creates, you just saw the buzz from the supporters. We all needed that win. We needed that win. We've had some you know, miserable performances and results recently. We needed a win. And there is nothing better than getting it against somebody you really can't stand like Leeds. And particularly when you basically rob them of a, of a, of a point by getting a last minute winner. So I'm really hoping that that's going to really, you know, just do, do. I mean, as, as, as Tuchel was inferring there, it's going to do the team a lot of good that win. Who, who, who would like to comment on that one? Yeah, I'm happy to. Um, yeah, I, th- I think... I mean, look at it, there's a league table here, and it shows us eight points clear of fourth place, West Ham. We needed the win to keep the momentum going. It's, you know, we losing to West Ham was a sickener, as you know always is. So to get to nick a result, the next league game, kind of evens evens it out a little bit. And you know, I'm looking, I'm actually looking at this league table now. And I'm, the goal differences of the teams is absolutely fucking disgusting. <laughs> it's like three teams have got ridiculous goal difference. Everyone else is well, mostly negative numbers. So, yeah, I mean, I, I just think, you know, there's all this, there was this talk about all oh, the title challenges faltering, it's faltering, it's faltering. We're still in touch. And if we can keep in touch through to about February, get some players back, City of Liverpool could have a blip. You never know. Yeah, I mean, it, it is it's exactly that. I was saying it last week, Martin. We just got to stay in touch, and we got some some you know winnable, but probably you could argue awkward matches coming up. Uh, Wolves, uh, Everton, obviously, we'll talk about that later. But Wolves, uh, Brighton, Villa, spring to mind. I mean, yeah. they're all winnable, but they're they're all. I mean, Brighton are no mugs. Villa under Gerrard looked like a very different team. If we, I mean, fuck it. If we can just shit house our way to three wins like that, and then we got Liverpool in the new year. You know, that's that. Just stay in touch. That's what it's about. It's a it's a marathon, not a sprint. It's about staying there or thereabouts. You know, and I, but I do think somebody said it on the radio the other day, and I do kind of agree with them that this it. They were all saying, "Oh, isn't it great? Isn't it great? This could be the tightest title uh, race we've seen in a while, with three teams all very close together." And I, and they said it could well come down to whichever one of them beats the others. Uh, you know, as in, you know, the little kind of mini league between City, Liverpool and and, and, and us could mm. be really, really important, which is why uh, the match on the 3rd of January uh, is going to be mahusive. But uh, but there you go. Right. Um, I'm going to move on uh, very quickly before we do um, a little bit of a plug for the old supporters trust, uh, which, of course, is a very worthwhile thing to belong to. Um, costs five quid a, a year to be a voting member, which means you can you know, vote in the AGM, vote in the elections, uh, vote on all the motions that we carry forward. Uh, but of course, it hopefully gives you a, a big say 
in the things that the club pisses off about, like the European Super League, the ticket prices, as well as wider football stuff as well, which we do in conjunction with the FSA. So things like the fans review and things like that. Um, so there we go. Uh, there are meetings, which occasionally are physical meetings, although they've all been on Zoom recently. But uh, if you do join up, you get to go to all of those. You get a lovely CST badge as well. So it's well worth you doing it. So go and sort it out. Anyway, uh, visit uh, chelseasupporterstrust.com and sign up. So there we go. We'll be back in a minute. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Chidge. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chidge, I'd be bereft. Inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match... And they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow. Great. Uh, But yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month. And you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK. And best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. <laughs> Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Proper Chelsea. Footballfancast.com. Welcome back. This is the Chelsea Fancast. I'm, of course, Stanford Chidge, and I've got the delightful uh, star of the Chelsea fan bite with me, Mr. Jonathan Kidd. Thank you. Mm, went down well this week. Yeah, there was a lot of uh, emotion in it. Mm-hmm. Mr. Stick was um, quite interesting on, on Discord because he was, um, you know, trying to pick the bones out of the match tactically, of course. And I kept on saying, mate, it doesn't matter about that. We won. We beat Leeds. We hate <laughs> Leeds. We, I said, and I was a bit patronising. I didn't mean to be patronising to him. I had a lovely, very late night chat with him, actually, as it turned out. But I said, look, it's kind of one of those, Mr. Stick, where you have to really be there to understand. You know, you've got to kind of know what we're talking about. And you're only going to know that if you've been to a game like that. Why it's so important. Why nobody gives a shit about, you know, the tactics when it boils down to it. And who did what badly and who did the other badly. It's all about winning, you know. So there we go. And he was saying, yeah, but JK didn't say that in his fan bite. I said, yes, but I could tell from JK, he didn't have to say it. 
I could just look at him to understand that. <laughs> right? Right. It's 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 what would it be now? It, it's it's 48, it's 50 years of history. It's 60, 60 years of history are all in watching a game like that. It's 60 years of experience. It's 60 years of tradition. It's 60 years of, of being up against it in games like that and having the referees make shit decisions and having, you'd have thought with VAR it'd be better, but they seem to have gone into a world now, refs, where it's on-field decisions and everything is just has to be checked according to that, which means they can fuck up non-stop as far as I can work it out. And then some, some cretin the other end will most frequently agree i'm having said i couldn't believe it mike dean bloody hell overturned the uh, the corner for the first one that must be a a, a rarity mustn't it he was he was the um, the video ref but maybe, yeah maybe it, everybody it, hates leeds maybe yes <laughs> ultimately but one even is even mike dean mike, mike dean one is it's being steeped in it isn't it you're not looking at that game analytically you're you are but at the same time you're you're experiencing it on a visceral level as well Exactly that. Now, we've also got the lovely Dane, who's uh, had a headphone change and then back. But more importantly, he's on a brew dog, which will improve his mood considerably, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, my brew dog advent calendar. What are we on? Day 13. So Love it. Light speed one, 95 calories, a fruity pocket rocket. So, yes, nice and refreshing, this one. <laughs> nice one. Great name as well, or description. And, of course, last but by no means least, the lovely Martin Wickham. Good evening. I'm on water. So Martin, what's, about, what, <laughs> what, what's, what's this about you going to a pub with no, no, that was selling no beer after the match? They, they kept fucking running out of beer. Who was so, that? Name and oh, shame. Simmons. We, we went in there and I was like, we saw all these taps. I was like, oh, lovely. I'll let's have some of that. And then it's like, oh, they haven't got that. Uh, okay, I'll have that. And, you know, a fairly basic lager. And they had run out. I was like, okay. So I ended up on some rotten multi pale which did not go down well. Mm. But yeah, it was the archetypal pub with no beer. Okay, I'm duly noted. Right uh, now, as ever, uh, and we still we need to have a sting for this, J.K. I mean, I know we wouldn't play it live, but we need a sting for the fans. Oh God, I've let you down again. No, 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 no. You've not let I'm me down at all. Do it. I'm You've writing. Not let it me down here. at all. Uh, but. Uh, um, yes, we need a sting for the fannies. It's not a criticism, JK. It's just me remembering that I said we should, you know, anyway, whatever. It's time for the fannies. And the first one, of course, by the way, as you probably all know by now, uh, the good people who are in the Discord group, immediately after the match has finished, they're all in there in the various channels deciding who their man of the match was and Guinness moment and uh, salary moment. They're brilliant. So I kind of get the nominations out of that. And then you go and vote for them on Twitter. Very simple, really. Now, the Man of the Match nominations were, let me have a look, they were Kai Havertz, Jorginho and Antonia, Antonia, Antonio Rudiger. His, assist, <laughs> his, his sister was playing, apparently. Uh, you know what? She's Sign more, her up. Sign her up. She's more of a man than most of the Leeds players are, that's for sure. Uh, so there we go. Rudiger, Havertz and Jorginho. Uh, Martin, who did you go for? Who would you have gone for? Uh, I would have gone for Tony Rudiger because mm. I think he set... He set the tone and um, set the just basically motivated the other players because that's one of those games that could have got away from us after we conceded the first goal. Why we did, and he made sure that didn't happen. Yeah, he wanted and to he, win, and he wanted to fight all the wankers as yeah. well. So. And and he got, he got us two penalties as well. So you know, yep. pretty man of the match to me. Um, Dane, what do you what about you? 
me sorry uh i went out again yeah i don't mind i could see why Havertz is in there you know i like him in the full snub, but you really need the two players playing behind him you know to score goals consistently to not highlight his lack of goals but but he does bring other people into the game but yeah by far antonio rudiger yeah uh he, he was just everywhere you know, involved every way we wanted, as you see when with him earlier with the uh, with the goal, but the lead second goal, him out of position, trying to do a little bit too much, mucks up Alonso and Silva. But yeah, overall, Rudiger for me. Mm. JK? Um, well, I, I saw it early and I voted for Rudiger. Well, you're not alone, mate. I voted for Rudiger and so did 73% of those who voted. So he stonked it. Absolutely stonked it. Jorginho got 23%. Kai Havertz got 4%. Now, the next one is the the celery moment. This is a really good one, actually, because uh, it's tight. Tight, tight, tight like a tiger. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, Mount shushing the Leeds crowd were the nominations, by the way. Aspie blowing uh, kisses to the Leeds crowd. And basically all of Rudiger's shithousery. You can't you can't just do one moment. It's the the whole complete shithousery package, really. So those are the nominations. Martin, what'd you go for? I would go for Aspi blowing those homophobic wankers kisses because mm. you could imagine the filth that was coming out of their mouth. Then he does that, and they're like, "I don't know what I'm gonna fucking say now, you fucking dirty bastard." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a good. I, I I missed that point about it. That's a good point, uh, Dane. Yeah, I didn't see the. I was too far away to 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 notice the Aspie or the Mount. So I just went straight when it all went off at the end, and just watching Rudiger and all that, and it, it just noticed him through the whole game. You know, your eyes just always tend to go to him now that he stepped up his uh, his winding up game. So yeah, I, I voted for Rudiger's whole house shit house. Sorry, lovely, Mr. whole house shit house, whole house like shit house, <laughs> uh, outhouse shit house. Uh, uh, not Bush City limits. Um, J.K. I'd like to. Have- have uh, voted for Mount because it came soon after their goal and after their Rafinho jig in front of the uh, uh, the Matthew Harding, but uh, it it was it was um, it was pushed into insignificance for me by Aspie not only blowing kisses but by um, uh, the last thing he did was to gaze down his shirt, pull his shirt up, and look down it, and then point at a particular bloke and then blow him a kiss. So I was trying to work out what exactly he was, he was attempting to say in that moment. But whatever it was, the it was lovely to see, to have the Leeds fans going completely, and there were some fantastic pictures on Twitter of it. I mean, looking like something out of a, of a 15th century um, um, painting of, of ugliness. Um, uh, One good with, tooth between three of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just quite appalling faces. Yeah. It was, and, then, it's, and, and then, it was. Sorry to interrupt. It was the parallel with the John Terry thing as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody put actually on Twitter. They put a lovely thing, which was um, um, there was that that fake picture of uh, of JT um, waving at people in the crowd who were all giving him wanker signs, and uh, and the, the 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 caption was these are these are two of John Terry's relatives, and even they hate him. And of course, that wasn't true. And somebody had done that of, uh, of Cesar Espelicueta, um being abused by by fans, uh, two of whom are his close relatives who are Leeds <laughs> fans. Somebody had put that as well. But I thought that 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 um, that moment was yes. It was the fact that he then he came round the corner and everybody's cheering him because it's all Chelsea fans. So he went with that hey! moment as well. So uh, for me, that was um, 
that was completely the moment for me as be blowing kisses to the Leeds fans. Yeah. Well, uh, it was Toit, as I said, Toit. Uh, and in third place was Mount Shushing the Leeds fans uh, with 27%. And in second place was Aspi Liqueta oh. blowing oh. Leeds kisses. That got oh, 33%. And... Uh, on 40%, I told you it was tight, 40% uh, it was Rudiger's shithousery. So there you go. I voted for Rudiger's shithousery as it happens. Um, so last one, of course, is the Guinness moment, which is a moment of genius-like flair which might be uh, arousing in a sexual way. Isn't that right, JK? Oh, yes. Indeed. Anyway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> calm down, calm down. Now, the, the, no, the nominations were... Uh, Mount's finish slash goal. I mean, it's it's much the same thing. But I mean, the whole goal was brilliantly uh, created, I think. But uh, Mount's finish was the cherry on the cake uh, on top. Uh, and then Jorginho's first penalty. I mean, I have to say, I struggled to find three things this week. There was no nothing that really made me sexually aroused in terms of the skill and flair. But it was more to do with the fact that we scored against those bastards and beat them, really, that was giving me a stiffy. Uh, but anyway, Jorginho's first penalty... Uh, and then Jorginho's second penalty, which, of course, you know, won us the match. And uh, what did you go for, Martin? Uh, went for Mount's finish. Mm-hmm. I did too. Dane? Yeah, with penalties, you're, you're more like, you know, watching in awe, aren't you? But with Mount, it just come out of the blue and it was, uh, it, that did give me a, I get very complacent with Jorginho, a bit like us conceding the penalty. If uh, we have a penalty, I expect Jorginho to score. And if we we, we concede a penalty, we've, Mendy and go. I expect him them to score, but yeah, with with Mount's finish, I my 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 right eye was triggered by the Leeds goalie, and he just sort of distracted me because he sort of don't know what he was doing. But he didn't even see it coming, did he? It's the wrong side, completely. Yeah, I think he crossed the box or something. Yeah, J.K. Um, it's always difficult to get orgasmic about a penalty. Yeah, I agree. Because you know, the, no, the, the, the winning penalty did give me a stiff. Yeah, still nonetheless, yeah. but you still know where it's going it's yeah. in you know you've, yeah. you've any tumescence has been there for some time it's not, it's not had a, enough build-up has it no there's not well you you've you might have had not, the not enough fluffing mate. before no no there's it's not instant you don't instantly get a stiffy you don't no. go oh stiffy it just doesn't happen that way you might go ho ho then it stay with you but in this instance um uh for me it was mount's finish which was um which was you know fantastic he took it brilliantly and alonso's cross was great and it was just oh oh it's in so it's a true it's a true guinness moment for me indeed it is i voted for mount's finishing goal and uh, as did everybody else 63 percent for mount uh three percent for Jorginho's first penalty 34 percent for his second penalty so that, i think the 34 percent were thinking like i was that it was it was you know it was a, a very you know emotional and slightly arousing moment to realize that that was the uh, kick Winner. that would win Winner. us the game against dirty lee so well done to everybody who voted uh for them jk one moment, just to get into the shithousery aspect of it. I'd like to congratulate Havertz for becoming um, a possible major shithouser person, personer, um, by um, uh, by his getting all those throw-ins and then finally sticking his head into whoever it was at the end. Furpo, I think. Yeah, yeah, that was. I thought that was that was shit. He was a nasty little shit, Furpo, wasn't he? Oh, all the way through the game, all the way through. But um, I thought that was very commendable for him because that was getting the ball consistently kicked out for a throw was, and then for doing it for three minutes was 
so commendable. Yeah. And as, as you said, Rhys James did it slightly anonymously, but he was definitely there. Indeed. Uh, right, I've got a couple of questions from Discord. I shall read them out and then I'll decide who... I think maybe we can all answer all of us. We'll see, see how it goes. First one's from Mr. Stick. Actually, maybe this is one for everybody, right? He says, what are some good fixtures to target for folks who got to pick one... I'm not going to do an, a Baltimore accent, but he's, he's written it like that. Who got to pick one fixture to attend. There are many angles to this. Champions League versus Premier League. Shitty opponents, so you feel confident they kick ass and tickets are cheaper. Uh, well, not really cheaper, but there we go. Uh, competitive rival, e.g. Arsenal, more exciting, better crowd, more expensive. Um, what day and time is best? Saturday, late kickoff, just guessing here. Pros and cons. Martin, first of all. Oh, good. Um, well, I think now's the time of year to be considering it because there's so many bloody games and it is easier, therefore, to pick up spares on the exchange and what have you. Um, in terms of competition or just league I think you try and go for league um, in terms of opponent I think I don't think Arsenal's a very good example of a competitive rival personally but <laughs> that's just <laughs> that, that's just just my biases there but I think you, you don't want a shitty opponent will deflate the atmosphere um, and creates a sense of expectation and entitlement that doesn't necessarily lead to an enjoyable experience if you're only going for one game mm. So mm. a competitive a competitive rival, um, and if you can get it later in the day in terms of kickoff time. More drinking. Just, indeed, more drinking. Um <laughs> twelve thirty kickoffs are horrible. just horrible because everyone's either hungover, they've not started drinking because they've just had their breakfast. It, it's it doesn't work. Um, no. so but uh, underrated kickoff time, if anyone is is specific, would be the five thirty Saturday. Mm, that's a good point. For that very, for that very reason. Good because it tends point. to be the higher profile game on Sky, therefore the opponent will be of a bit more quality and you'll have even more time to drink. Indeed. Dane, are you with us or have you frozen? I think he's frozen, so I'm going to talk to JK, mm-hmm. who's looking very warmed up. What would you say, JK? Uh, midweek Champions League semi final. Mm. Be perfect to come along to. Um, uh, because it's there's a great atmosphere in the ground. There's, you know, that would be. We have to be competing very well in the Champions League. There's that for a start. Um, uh, or even a quarter-final. I think quarter-final Champions League. Or even a, a, a cup game is always a possibility. Six-round six round cup game would be very good as well. But um, but then that would that'd probably be at the weekend. So possibly you could get away. That'd be, that'll be on a Sunday, probably at half past five. So that would be nice. Um, but no, I would always go for the end of the, ge- end of the, uh, end of the evening, just because... Um, there's something to be said for it being dark. I like that. That's very traditional for me. Um, yeah. uh, what else have I missed? Have I missed a, 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 no, I think, I think, a time from it? No, I think you, you got it bang you on, get really. The atmosphere. atmosphere is, is yeah. so essential. Yeah. So I wouldn't say a rival. Not necessarily a rival. Just the, the, the competition itself is, is important. If you want to come for the first time to have a great experience at the bridge, that would yeah, be for me. Definitely. Dane, what about you, mate? I like the traditional Saturday 3 p.m.s. Uh, Similar to Martin, you always think if the social side of it, I know you said for 5.30, but, you know, to get into the pub after the game for 5.30 and to have the rest of the evening is is really nice. Like JK as well, I really would would like the home quarterfinal of the Champions League. Uh, they can be quite lively and usually quite good. Uh, maybe a Palace at home, beginning of the season when people have had the summer off. So, you know, 
we've been lack of football. So usually quite a good atmosphere is the first couple of games of the season. Although I do think our, our atmosphere has been has been really good this year at home. It hasn't dipped a, a lot. You know, sometimes it can dip for a few games. Uh, but I think it's been great. So yeah, I'd say Saturday 3 p.m. and on a nice day as well, a nice spring day. Okay. Well, I I, I will add my uh, tuppence worth to it as well. Um, I think uh, I, I think if you really want to, you know, sample some different, you know, some proper atmospheres, two kinds of games really. I think I think like Saturday against Leeds, you know, so Leeds, Spurs, Man United, Liverpool. Mm-hmm. You know, you play a team that really hates us, whose fans really hate us, where it's not going to be. You know, we're just not going. We're not going to give them a shoeing. You know, it's going to be a tough game. Could go either way. There's jeopardy involved. Gets everybody up, uh, and, a, and a gobby away crowd who, who don't like us will get us up as well. So I would I would choose a game like that. So basically, yes, a rival, I suppose, in one way. Uh, three o'clock Saturdays is God's chosen time for football. However, um, you know whether it's a league game or, I mean, as a lot of the boys are saying, Champions League nights against a big team where there's a lot riding on it. Some of the best games I've ever been to at the Bridge for Atmosphere have been Champions League nights. You know, those European nights, you know. Well, it's the same for us, mate. I tell you, I've been some, to some amazing Champions I mean, when you go deeper in the competition, you know, they're really special because there is something about Stamford Bridge in the lights. There always was, actually, you mm. know, even even before most of this stadium got built. So yeah, I'd pick one like that, but um, you know, it, it, you know, a big, a big, a big game, you know, big game, and there's a lot on it, and you're playing a, a, a big side, you know, or a side that hates you. It, it, these things all come into it. So, uh, so there we go. Um, I, I would, uh, I would say that's what you know the ideal solution would be, Mister Stick. Um, I mean, you know, you just said there early or late season. I think the later in the season you go, the more likely there is to be jeopardy. So I think that that would stoke it up a bit. But the reality is, just get to any game. If you've never been before, you know, you, you, I mean, I, I took my nephew to his first game in uh, January before the lockdown, and I took him to see us play Burnley. I mean, who gives a shit about Burnley? Uh, and we won 3-0, and he, I, I don't think he's ever seen anything as exciting in his life, you know. So, you know, the first time you go, you just love it and you fall in love with it. But I think if you go to something that's there's a lot on it then it's it's going to be really special so i look forward to seeing you over here mr stick and buying you a beer it would be lovely to have you come over and see a game with us right the next one is simon lewis he says does anyone feel like me uh, that a lukaku and Werner attacking partnership is the answer they started to play well before lukaku's injury and they linked up against zenit they really remind me of ida and jimmy and they when they scored 50 goals in one season and i'm going to ask uh, I'm going to ask Martin that one. I think you rotten bust. Yeah. <laughs> um, too early to be quite honest with you. Yeah. Um, Did you not see signs against Zenit? They kind of linked up a little I bit, didn't they? I completely missed the Zenit game because of work. So okay. uh, no, I didn't see much of signs of it, and I would, I would quantify qualify that with the quality of the opposition we were playing. Um, I think they both need time to get fully fit and reacclimatise. Um, I'm sure they will play as a partnership um, several times across the season. So um, let's see how they go. Good. Uh, JK, you look poised. Clutching at straws. Mm. Clutching at straws. They never become a partnership. Werner isn't good enough. I'm fed up now of backing him ever. It's a complete waste of time. He's not good enough. He will never be good enough. I want him out. 
No, as you Frankie, get out. As Frankie, <laughs> you beat me to it, Mort. So I was about to say, as Frankie said, no, you get out. Exactly. Uh, happy birthday, Frankie, for yeah, last Saturday. Happy birthday, Frankie. <laughs> it was a Saturday, wasn't it? It was our Saturday, yeah. yeah. Karen Werner. <laughs> uh, Dane, what about you, mate? Well, under two calls favoured formation, if you was going with them two, that would leave one space for Havertz, Pulisic, Ziyech, Callum Hudson and Doyle Mount. Uh, so I don't see it happening. Uh, but Everyone. I was seeing signs. I was seeing signs before no, they both got weren't. injured. You weren't. You're just being nice. <laughs> you weren't. You're like me. You weren't. You're just doing this because you don't want to offend. Let's offend. Let's tell the truth. I thought I saw signs. I thought I saw signs. Oh. I'm sure. I, I thought I saw signs. You know, I, I like, I like pace behind, and you know, and when Werner's playing, you've got pace. <laughs> Pulisic's playing, you've got pace. But the yes, others ain't really Pulisic, got a lot of pace yeah. going on. I, I feel a bit sorry for yeah, Pulisic. Yeah, Pulisic seems to have kick got the ball. A, it's got a bit of skill. You know? I mean, Callum's been playing well, and he's yeah. sort of been. He's still been, not. He's still still not it though. Callum needs to be more consistent and take players on more. Well, I think I think to, I can I can simplify it for you both. Uh, I don't think we've seen them enough together, like Martin said. I agree with that. I am. I understand that I've seen them enough together. Thank you. No, they've not. They have not played as a two. They the only time they've ever played yeah. as a two, right, with one player behind them, was against Zenit. Uh, we haven't seen it enough. But what I will tell you is that I agree with J.K. I just don't see. Werner as a, as a finisher he's just not a goal sc- well I mean he's clearly scored lots of goals in his career but I've, we've never seen any evidence of him being a, anything other than a poor finisher I don't think I don't think hudson Odoi's a good finisher either I'll tell you who is though and that's Pulisic Pulisic could yeah. finish you know so he's I would I, I mean I was intrigued by the fact that Leeds two of the Leeds players were swifter than us up front and looked as if they could could beat anybody and I thought that was a bit damning I thought, well, hang on a second. Why well, that's because Bielsa attaches Electro to their knackers. When they're their knackers you. every time, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Why do you think he's squatting on the touchline like he's got, that? He's got a cattle prod, hasn't he? Yeah, he's, he's got a cattle prod at the training ground, so they yeah. run fast. All right, enough of that. Well done, boys. Thanks for the uh, questions. Hope we managed to answer them satisfactorily for you. My bum's going into rigor mortis here. I need to get oh, up and please, stand please, up. Please, please. <laughs> rigor mortis, it's, it's stiff. It's stiffening up. Oh, Not God, in a good way. The image, the image. Not in a good way. <laughs> He's oh, sat in this God, chair geez. too long, mate, I tell you. Oh, no. Anyway, I've got an email. Now, how's your voice? Because I can read the long ones out if you want. No, I, I can read them. I'm All okay. right. I've, I've warmed up. Okay, good man. Uh, I'm just looking. I, I haven't found them yet, but you've warmed up. That's a good no, start. No, no. Oh, Chelsea Shithouse 11. I found that one. Well, that's good. Well, well done. Adam, well, Adam Valchak's the first one. Adam Valchak. Oh, here we are, yes. Hey, Jonathan, whichever excellent guest is on your next podcast. Adam, it's guests with us. It was good to meet Jonathan just before the thrashing of Juventus when we spoke of our respective families suffering during World War II. Glad his book sales are going so amazingly well. Thank you, mate. Really nice of you. You mentioned in your 6th of December podcast about the Alan Ball wank song. What? <laughs> I think we need an explanation. <laughs> you, you, do, you do the Alan Ball wank song for Martin because he missed I'll it. I'll do it for you, Martin. Oh, this used to be sung. This used oh, to be God. sung. <laughs> There was the normal chant was whoever it was, you know, say it would have, I can't think of whoever it would have been, would have been um, somebody of the period. Colin Bell. Colin, Colin, Colin Bell, Colin Bell, Colin Bell, Colin, Colin, Colin Bell, Colin, Colin Bell. That would be the normal song, right? Alan Ball had his own with Chelsea fans, which was, because uh, remember, Alan Ball spoke like that. That's the way he spoke all the time, right? So what they did was, was in the shed was, 
Helen Allen Allen Bow, Allen Bow, Allen Bow, Helen Allen Allen Bow, Helen Allen Bow. And that was a song of the period, which I have to say, delightfully childish. And that was a lovely, charming song. Fantastic. I've heard of Lee Bubbs Bell and all that stuff, but. Lee but it's, I don't Bell, recall Bell, this. Lee, Lee and Bell Bums yes, Bell 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 with a knickknack paddywhack. Why don't you see fuck off? Oh, those, those, were, those were the times. Yeah. And those the, and the, the, the thing is now, they've, I know Colin Bell passed away earlier in the year, all the rest of that, but yeah, they named one of the stands after him. So There's the Bell End. Uh, yeah, the Bell End. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as the Bell End. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'll tell you what, you know, even though he was City, Colin Bell was one of my, is one of my favourite all-time players. The guy was brilliant. He was like Frank Lampard before Frank Lampard was born. He was a brilliant player. Brilliant I wasn't player. old enough to appreciate him. I mean, I was, but I didn't appreciate midfielders in the way I appreciated yeah. the ball going in the net. It's an evolution that yeah. I've experienced. Anyway, 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 you mentioned in your 6th of December podcast about the Alan Ball wank song. I don't recall this being sung, sung amongst Chelsea fans. Adam, you are too young. This was an eternity ago. What I do remember is the self-deprecating humour Man City fans had brought to the bridge when he was their manager. Uh, hard to do some research, as could only remember the first and last line, but the away end during an evening game in 1996 sang to the Wonderwall tune. Um, uh, I can't remember the tune. Today is going to be the day that, the we're, day going that we're going to division two. Summer be the word on the street that the fire in your heart is out. Not all the, you'll have to, I can't remember the tune enough. I'm never an Oasis fan. And... Um, and all the runs and makes a winding, and all the goals that City score are blinding. There are many times we would like to score again, but we don't know how. Because maybe you're going to be the ones that saves me. And after all, you're my Alan Ball. The relegation took place at the end of that season. Well predicted. God, that was complicated. Mate, again, I'm sorry. Well, I'm so, well, Paul, that's brilliant, that song. That was completely brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. Completely. Yeah, but I'm but... saying that's not that that's the kind of thing you we all invent on the on the fan cast. And it's never yeah, now, I tell yeah. you what I tried to sing, I tried to sing on, on Saturday was um um there is nothing like Reese James. <laughs> nothing in the world. I actually I actually stood up and sang it. I kid you not. <laughs> I did, I did. There is nothing like Chris James that is anything Should like have filmed it. James. And I got given the fisheye by everybody. Everybody looked at me <laughs> as if I was a complete git for singing that. I thought Meanwhile, they'd all appreciate a show tune up there, a bunch of showbiz wankers. So. I, thought, I thought they would as well. But no. You know why? I didn't give it a big finish. If I'd gone, that is anything like Chris James, perhaps it would have been okay, but I didn't. I didn't give him that. Anyway, just to tell you. But this is absolutely brilliant. Yeah. He's put, it's always why I had a soft spot for Man City, as they thought their fans had a similar outlook on football as we did. I think they do, but, you know, we're, we're all a bit ancient, other than the chaps present here, of course. But after their behaviour in Porto, looks as if they've gone downhill in spoiled them. Yes, they were completely shit in Porto, weren't they? 5 nil, 5 nil. they kept saying to us. You know, wankers. Um, keep up the hard work. Adam Valchak. Good stuff. Well done, madam. Marvellous. Well done, Valky. Great email. Well, I, I'm very impressed with that City song, I have to say. Uh, brilliant. I'm very brilliant. impressed. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. I do apologise. The, the, end, the end of that season, um, they got relegated thinking two all was going to be enough to keep them up yeah. and then realised too late they needed a third goal. That's right. So they That's had like right. Niall Quinn running down yeah. the touchline, shouting at them, get it out of the corner, get it out of the corner. I know, it's brilliant. Anyway, next one is from Nana Nana Yaboa, regular writer to the fancast. Hi, Mr. Chidge and esteemed guests. Uh, 
I had heard of the fierce rivalry between Chelsea and Leeds, but I had no idea of what it looked like. I even imagined if people made it out to be more than what it was sometimes, but after watching that game on Saturday, I will admit that there was of course a rivalry and it was rekindled. You love to see Mason shush the Leeds fans and Aspie and Alonso give it back to the Leeds fans. I did not hate Leeds before Saturday, but I hate them now and I love it. Uh, another poor showing from Chelsea on Saturday and now we must admit that it is not just a blip. Um, well, I'm not so sure. Uh, there are issues that need addressing in the whole team. Yeah, like getting the players that are injured back, Nana. That's all we need to happen. Uh, before, our attack couldn't score, but our midfield and defence bailed them out time and time again. But now the midfield and the defence are having a rough times themselves. We need a fix, and the sooner the better, because I doubt we can survive this December busy schedule with this poor form. I believe Tuchel can turn this round. Thank you all for the good job you do. Nana, stay calm, mate. Don't panic. Um, there are reasons why we're playing like shit, and they have a lot more to do, I think, with the injuries and the structure of the team. Uh, when we get our players back, or he gets, if he finds a different solution, getting some people in, then we'll be all right. You know, most of those players are too good, and he is too good for that to not happen. The problem is, is if we, as we were saying earlier, if we lose touch in that period, that's going to be a problem, but we'll see. Anyway, next one is from your old mate, Kenroy. Good old Kenroy. Dear Dane and Martin. Ooh. Bloody hell, got a promotion. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, and here's the next bit. Good. Oh, and the kid too. I've, I've made the, uh, the turn out. Hope I didn't miss anyone out. Ooh, Chid, you've been missed out. Ooh. Um, after my last weird and wonderfully wacky email that you all enjoyed and loved dearly, I'll tone this one down a bit, but just for today. I'm hoping to discuss the Chelsea Academy grads. The real question is how much we'll get for Conor Gallagher and Billy G next summer. What? How much we'll get? We're not selling them. What are you talking about? I'm not yet sold on this idea that the club had an epiphany about the players coming through the youth system. The revolution was largely of Lampard's doing and the fact of the transfer ban. Though we tend to think Lampard genuinely had confidence in these guys as he was trying to build a meritocracy. He put youngsters before seasoned vets like David Luiz and Cahill. If anything proves the club has not changed much, it's Chalobah. You might say the fact he's in the team shows change. Let's, however, let's not forget how the club were and maybe still are chasing Jules Koundé. Rather than promote Chalobah on merit straight away, he's in the team because they were stretched, having sold Big Zuma and not secured Koundé. We can see the same with Gilmore and Connor. The club chose to pay some 10.3 million in salary rather than giving these guys a chance. Livramento and Lamptey clearly didn't see much prospect in staying for these reasons. Obviously, players like Reese and Mason remain in the team. However, when Tuchel came in, I argue these guys were not merely youth players. They were cemented first team players who'd earned their places. It would take a hell of a lot to drop them. Having come through the Youth system doesn't seem to be as prestigious compared to when you've been bought for some solid coinage. It seems like there's a tendency to prioritise high-value assets over solid footballers. Nothing illustrates this more than the Tammy Abraham situation. Having been top scorer for two seasons, I thought he had the basics to at least come off the bench as an impact player while he improved his game little by little under Tuchel. But no, apparently... He's no Timo Werner or Hakim Ziyech, so his lower profile meant that he could be more easily subbed and half-time and then and half-time and, and then sold off, even while we couldn't score goals for shit last season. 
It really seems like the bar is set higher for academy grads than big money players, purely based on economics of keeping their value. Hudson Odoi has had to go through hell and high water to get a string of games, and yet still Zayek is ahead of him. And he remains the only player under Tuchel to have been subbed on and ripped right back off in the same game. I thought it said nipped right back off. I quite like the image. No, it's ripped. So I'm not as optimistic as you guys are. I'm hoping to be convinced. But in the meantime, keep le bleu flag. That should be drapeau. Le bleu, the drapeau bleu flying high. Oh, yeah, Chidge too. <laughs> Mentioned at the end. Hi to Chidge also. Beaucoup merci. That was Kenroy. Um, I don't agree with anything Kenroy said there. Can I just say that? Well, I mean, to be really honest, the proof will be in the pudding, won't it? Yeah. But... Um, I don't agree with him about Abraham. Don't think he was good enough. I don't agree with him about um, uh, Zion. Okay, well let me let me let me ask point. that another way. Do you think that Abraham would have scored more goals in the in the time that Timo Werner has been here than Timo Werner? Yeah, he would have done. But I still don't think either of them is good enough. Hmm. Chaps, chaps, I'm not monopolising this. Chaps, speak, speak, speak. Well, I think he, uh, Tammy would have scored more than Lukaku. I know Lukaku has been injured, but. I, I agree. reckon Tammy would have scored more up to up to this situation than uh, Tammy. You know, had, like Jorginho, you know, a divided opinion. <sighs> Looking at some of these points by Nana, yeah, <sighs> no, sorry, Kenroy. Uh, yeah, it's hard. We get complacent because these players have come through so so well. You know, like Reese. You know, like Mason and Connor can come back. Yeah, I can see them. I don't think we'll sell Connor. No way. Billy Gilmore. Yeah, I can't see them. them. It'd be a surprise if he integrated both into the squad next year. That would surprise me. Well, for me, that will that will be the that will be the proof of eating the pudding for mm. me. You know, if if Gilmore and Connor come back and are integrated, I mean, they've got to play well. Let's be honest, because no yes, free passes yes. at Chelsea. But if they get integrated, that's fine. I think that Kenroy made a very good point, which was when Tuchel turned up. Um, Mount and James had pretty much established themselves in the first team. That's that's a good point. They were slightly they had they had you know graduated mm-hmm. if if you like. So I don't think it was you know. Yeah, but Liveramento and Lamperty yeah, well, waved ahead of him. Yeah, they chose to go. They're not. They, they you know they're on the same level as Connor, but Connor wants to stay and fight like Mason did. It's not nothing against Liveramento, who's a Chelsea fan, uh, but he just sees his his road elsewhere. And what was the other one I noticed as well? Never mind. Anyway, uh, always lovely to hear from you, Kenroy. Kenroy's come up with... One other thing I'll say is it does have a point as well about um, signed players with high value behind them um, getting prioritised. But I think the proof of the pudding for that's Romelu Lukaku. He's got more chances since he came back on a big fee than he got when he was at Chelsea the first time round because there was more of a fee attached to it. So they felt they had to get a return on investment. I'd also point out Jules Koundé replacing Rudiger. Well, is he is he a shit house? I've no idea. I don't. I don't watch enough severe, so I don't know. But also, is that I've heard that that was a made up rumor. It was just a chance. No, I think it was fairly solid, and then it didn't happen. So, oh, well, that's think, right. I, I don't think it's. I don't think it's beyond the realm. Pram didn't he? Wouldn't play for them for a bit. That's okay. right. Right. Yeah. Enough. 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 Right. Last email of the week. Very short and very sweet. It's from lovely Andrew Davies. He says, "Good evening, you lovely lot." Quick question. If we could get 60 million plus for N'Golo this summer and bring back Billy and Connor into the first team squad, would you? Love to you all, Andrew. JK. No, not yet. No. Kante is one of the best players in the world. If you can get him to keep even play 20 games and they're all really top 20 games or Champions League games, that would be perfect for me. 
he's still uh, he, he should stay for as long as he possibly can. He's he's completely brilliant. So no, I wouldn't get. I don't. I think the money's irrelevant. You wouldn't. You just we wouldn't be getting a a, a comparable player at all. I mean, you know, um, Connor and Billy are in their infancy in comparison. I'd have Connor as a, if if he gets injured, you could play Connor in that position all the time. But um, no, no, Conte's too, far too good to be sold. Yeah, Martin. No, no, a thousand times no. Nay, nay, and thrice no. Absolutely no fucking chance. No. Yeah, you couldn't put it any better than that. Uh, <laughs> no, Dane? Just no, it, uh, no, no, definitely not. It's a hard one with Connor. I, I know JK said he would like to have him as, as one of the deep two. I wouldn't. I, there's, there's, there's not a sort of position for him at the moment. I don't think I'd want him behind the front two competing with another seven or eight players. And I don't think I'd want him so deep. But he plays in like a traditional formation at Palace. So it's got to be a hard one, although I'd have him in the squad and try and get him in some way. He just... I wouldn't want him so deep, like next to a Georgino, you know, because he sort of like lacks his attacking sort of take away from his attacking side. But no, definitely not. Kante's proved in the the bits and pieces we've seen this season. He's still so good. Yeah, I I, I agree with all of you. I, I mean, and I've been saying all season, you know, I mean, if you just look back to what he did last season, he turns up in the big games and we win them. You know, Champions League final, Champions League semi finals, you name it. Uh, he's still the the best in the world at what he does, and he's he is. I mean, Tuchel said it too. He's irreplaceable. There's nobody like Kante if he's fit. So if he can't be fit for the entire season, then you wrap him in cotton wool and you wheel him out for the big games. You really have to win because he makes the difference, and that's what great players do. So I'd keep him. I'd keep him for as long as we can, and as long as he's able to do that for us. Um, and I think Billy and Connor are coming back anyway. The, the the difficult question is how do you how do you you know I mean. Because I don't think Billy and Connor are going to walk into the side next season if they come back. You know, Jorginho will probably still be here. Kante will still be here. Kovacic will still be here. You still have Loftus-Cheek around. And the other thing is, if you want to play Connor, and I mean, ideally, you'd want to play Connor and Mount, wouldn't you, I suppose? So does that mean you're going to go for a... Th- Where are you going to play him? Is he going to go in midfield? Mm. Are we still going to be playing two in midfield, or are we going to be playing three, which changes the entire system? Are you going to play Connor further upfield, which... You know, maybe a waste of some of his defensive uh, scent. You know, he's got this great uh, kind of defensive nous as well. I mean, you know, you, I suppose one way of doing it is you play Connor and uh, and uh, Jorginho, and you play Connor as the one who's you know got license to roam like Kante does, and you still have Mount playing more up front. I mean, that's one way of doing it. But because I mean, you know, as I keep saying, the one thing that we've lacked for years and years and years now is a go- is a midfielder who is capable of goal scoring. You know, and I think Connor will give you that. Right, uh, we're going to have one more bit in this part, and then we're going to quickly look at the Everton, uh, the Everton match on Thursday, just to wrap the show up. But before we do that, of course, it is t- we need a sting for this one as well, Jonathan. You want to add that to your list of stings, prem predictions? Hey, no problem. Okay, he's writing it down, people. It will happen. Uh, anyway, uh, yes, 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 yes. Uh, Shall I start with the bottom and then work my way up? Let's do that. Jonathan Kidd, you did well this week. You got seventy-eight points, mate. That's pretty good. My best you. week. It might be no why. No, I get nearly all of them are one one. Your best week was one hundred and thirty. I don't know when you did oh, that. It was almost my best week. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> but you're still rooted to the bottom. You are the new. You are the Newcastle or the Norwich of the uh, Chelsea Fancast Prem Predictions League. Um, just going through the Fancasters first. Uh, Dean Mears is next up. He's in fifty-ninth. Uh, 
Then, uh, Mr. Chidge, I uh, do declare, I am now currently in 56th uh, position and I've been going up the table from the bottom doing a bit of a Burnley, kind of late season Burnley, and I'm, I'm heading hopefully to get on page one soon. Uh, but I've, I've had 464 points this month, which is actually amongst the best in the, in the league. Lord knows what's been going on. I've been a bit more cautious perhaps, but there you go. So I did all right. I got 143 last week. Next up is Mark Meehan, who's uh, in 46th. Uh, and then next up is Tony Glover, who's in 26th. So Tony's, Tony did all right last week. And then we get into the real serious players. I am very proud. I am very, very proud to say that there are three Chelsea fancasters in the top 10. <coughs> I'll say that again. There are three right. Chelsea fancasters <laughs> in the top 10. That's, so I'm really chuffed with that. Uh, in ninth, we've got Dane Whittle, uh, or who's uh, in ninth, as I said, uh, 1,526 points. Well done, Dane. Martin's hit some form as well this month. He's had 472 points this month. He got a bonus as well for the first goal scorer. Well done, Martin. Who would have thought Arsenal would score first? Martin did. Uh, And he's now... uh, there, there is a case to argue that, I th- that because I thought Newcastle would beat Leicester, I should lose every single fucking point I got. Yeah. <laughs> that was terrible. <clears throat> I was kicking myself up the arse when I realised what I put in for that one. Well, there you go. But you're in seventh, mate, so you've crept back up there. Uh, third place is dear old Marco, Marco Worrell, who's been brilliant. Very, He's been in third for a long time. He's very consistent at the moment, Marco. Um, so there you go. Our leader is still... I'll get to the leader in a minute. Let's do the, the, the ex-players. Canners is... In dreadful form, he's dropped down to 66th. Canners, what are you on, mate? Uh, and uh, Pat, we Pat's doing all right with his 2-1 predictions everywhere. He's got up to 51st. Uh, Kerry's flying. Kerry's been on good form recently. He's now up to 33rd. So well done, Kerry. He's taking it very seriously. I've got to tell you that. Now, the performer of the week was Anthony Best, who got 175 points. Uh, he got... A- only only got one spot on in all of that, interestingly enough, but he got every result right. But the the lead the leader of the league, he's been leader from week one, it's week sixteen, and he's still there. Uh the wonderful Luke Luke Withers, who's opened up. He's got about two hundred points on his on his nearest rival, who's Charlie Granger. So well done, Luke. Lovely. Keep it up. Keep it up. Well done. Alistair's just said on Mixler, I've been passed by Chidge, the shame. <laughs> yeah. Why? Quite Why right. Shame? Quite right. Because I've been, I've been fucking Newcastle-esque this season. That's why, mate. I can't blame him at all for that. Right, we're off for, for a little break. Uh, but before we do that, I'll just very quickly tell you: go and grab yourself a Chelsea pitch owner share. Because if you do that, then you will help uh, protect the uh, stadium from ever being sold to a property developer. It will always have football being played on it by Chelsea and Chelsea. Uh, you know, will always be used there as its name. So it's a very important thing. It's our spiritual homestand for Bridge. So the uh, Chelsea pitch owners' shares kind of protect the, you know, protect that from happening. So it's a very important thing. Um, I think they're, they're, you know, get them from about 110 quid for an electronic share up to about 173 for a framed share. So there you go. Just go to the Chelsea's main website and uh, search for Chelsea pitch owners. We will be back in a minute. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Up the Chelsea! FootballFancast.com 
Right, welcome back. I'm Stanford Chidge, and of course, this is the Chelsea Fancast with Jonathan Kidd. Hey! With Martin Wickham. Good evening. And uh, Mr. Dane Whittle. Evening. Lovely stuff. Now, uh, we've got a match again on Thursday. God, they're thick and fast at this time of the year, aren't they? Um, now, this one is against Everton, so there's lots to talk about about this. Although, looking at the time, I'll try and keep it fairly short. But my team selection, gentlemen, is clueless this week because there's been no presser to, to think about. Um, and so I don't know who's fit and who's not fit. I don't know if if uh, if Tommy T is going to rest players or what. But this is what I would pick. Broadly similar, in fact, to uh, to to last Saturday. So uh, broadly similar. Mendy in goal. Rudiger Silva, Christensen. So I, uh, Dave, I, I'm worried about Dave. I think his legs are going. He's not looking the player he was, and I think that's sad to see, but I could be wrong. He could bounce back and look brilliant the next time, but just a hunch. Uh, Alonso, left wing back, because we ain't got no choice. Jorginho, uh, if he's fit, hopefully, because we ain't got no choice. Loftus-Cheek, because we ain't got no choice. Uh, James, because he's bloody marvellous. And then Mount, Lukaku and Hudson-Odoi. Now, I'd say Hudson-Odoi because, uh, you know, I I thought it was very interesting against Leeds, the way that... Um, they basically targeted Werner and Alonso, thinking that will be our weak link. And I think, you know, Werner can be a bit sleepy going back, and Alonso needs better help than that from whoever's up there, I think. Yeah. So, you know, that's why I picked Hudson and Doyle, because I think he's good at that, and I think we play better when he's on the left, and I think he's been okay. He needs to finish better. Yes, I know, but I do like him. Um, Havertz might well get it. He played brilliantly, I thought, against Leeds, but Lukaku's got to start sometime. And, of course, he used to play for Everton, so it might be a bit of a grudge match for him. Mount is, you know, you've got to pick Mount. He's banging form at the moment. Um, the only other issues I have are, you know, apparently Chaloba might be back. Kante might be back. Um, Kovacic might be back. So this might all be very, very different. But on, on what I know at the moment, for sure, that's what I've gone for. Martin, add your hand up. What do you want? Uh, just to point out that after the way Everton played against Palace on Sunday, I'd be def- I'd be well up for putting Hudson Odoi up there because... They couldn't handle Gallagher, Zaha, those type of players. Uh, you know, Seamus Coleman's a good 32 years of age now and showing it if as Piliqueta's legs have gone, then so have Coleman's. So I think that would be a perfect opportunity for him. The only other thing I'd be slightly concerned about, and the, no, I have no inside knowledge on this, but could any of these guys, anyone gets COVID between now and Thursday, does that cause a postponement or what because depends how many doesn't it it seems so I mean the Sander Manchester United games at risk because of it and it yeah it's a very very random situation but we just have to see how we go because we've got enough players injured we don't need any we, we can't really afford a COVID outbreak well, I mean, Martin, that is a really good point. And I don't think, I mean, you know, I, I was reading today, 42 Premier League players have gone down with COVID in the last week, which is the, the record, I think. Yeah, it's, it's, it's roughly in line with the national trend, isn't it? So the last time it was this high was in January last year. Now this more transmissible thing is out. 42 of them have it. Whether they had symptoms or not, I don't know. Um, but... Yeah, it's, if it's causing, if it's caused the, the Spurs game to get postponed last weekend and it's putting the Man U game in doubt tomorrow, then it's something to be mindful of because we've got, is, is Kovacic still in quarantine? No, he'll be he'll be okay, I think. And, and okay. I mean, it'll be a fitness issue as opposed to a COVID issue. Yeah, sure. Definitely. But um, yeah, he might at least get, if he's 
free to play and clear, then he might might get on the bench. You never know. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we might see a few of them on there. Uh, Stick makes a, a a point, a good point, not just because he's biased. I have to say, but uh, he says, "What about?" Ziyech uh, or Pulisic not getting a shout. I mean, the reason I went for that is I, d- I do think that Hudson and Doy is a much better bet than Werner on the left. Um, I- I'm convinced he's going to start Lukaku soon, uh, and I know that Mount and Lukaku were beginning to find some sort of understanding before Lukaku got injured. But as you know, Stick, because I have had long conversations with you about this, I also think, and I'd be interested to hear what Jonathan says about this because I know we've talked about it, but I actually think Pulisic and Ziyech link up very well. So I wouldn't be unhappy to see them start. But who are you you not going to play? Mount? You you can't not play Mount. He's he's in the best form of anybody at the moment. Mount has to play. Can I just say a point about Dave briefly? Um, We may have written Dave off too soon because you remember we wrote Dave off before yeah and he then reinvented himself playing in the 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 three so he might then still have a future playing not the wing back because we we felt he was too slow to play wing back two seasons ago and uh, he he didn't play wing back on saturday but leeds played a much more aggressive press i think everton yeah so he was he was was, was a bit more under pressure he was under pressure no he he played he, he played a kind of slightly right position didn't he that he had to because James kept going wherever he wanted yeah yeah <laughs> so he, he and I thought I have to say I thought James was great yeah James is such a fantastic guess player. what yeah there is nothing in the world nothing <laughs> nothing <laughs> like <laughs> we should try and spread that I'll sing it again on Thursday yeah you do it fuck I'll just fuck him in the east up. there is in, nothing in, like Reece James screw him, mate throw yeah. things at me and say sit down you fool sit down tomatoes cabbages it. you know Taking my daughter, so she'll she'll just go. Oh, oh my god, no. you're so, em- you're up, so embarrassing! <laughs> so embarrassing! Oh god, no! It's exactly what she'll do. Um, uh, but yeah, um, I, I don't I don't know. I don't think you'll play Lukaku. I don't think I don't Havertz? think he, I don't think he, I think you'll play Havertz again. I think he's wedded to Havertz. I think Havertz is looking good. I think Havertz is just he, he tends to Havertz is a bit too he's silky, isn't he? He's a bit too silky occasionally. He gets into a position. He's silky where you smooth. Your boat for it. Put your foot through it. Come on, just score. <clears throat> and he always tries to dink. He's a bit of a dinker, um, as opposed to a. Oh, I've got. A, I've got a cool stick out on this absolute uh, pile of shit. He's just come out with. Mount yeah. did nothing except for the one instance where he did quite well on the goal. Quite well. What the oh, fuck God. are you talking about, Stick? Go and go and wash your mouth out and have a brain transplant. Sorry, that's just <laughs> nonsense. Um. Is there a chance Kovacic might play? I mean, he, he tends no, not to do that, be, does he? He'd be on if, the bench. If somebody's been, uh, not been injured or whatever, he always puts them on the subs bench. He doesn't put them straight in the team. So it'll be it'll be cheek again. Um, uh, but yeah, other, yeah, the forward line is a, is a constantly a thing of mystery, isn't it? You don't know who's been playing well in in training. Um, as you say, Zayek and Pulisic was pretty good. I thought Pulisic would be given another chance, but he comes on and he looks away. Uh, I'm with sorry, I've got another stick interjection. He's accusing yeah. us of being biased. What did I nah. say at the beginning of the show, Stick? Uh, there's only two players that have got more goals and assists this season than Mason Mount. That's Mo, Sanella, uh, Mo, Sanella, Mo Salmonella, Mo Salah, and some bloke called Dennis. All right? So, I'm sorry, Watford. even Watford by your Dennis. rules, even by your rules of being completely awash with stats, I win. End of. <laughs> yeah, Mount's completely eschewing, so therefore you're you're dealing with um, just the two players left. So one's going to be Havertz, and then it's a question of does he choose a Doy? Does he choose Zayek? Does he choose Pulisic? I don't think Pulisic <laughs> gets in at the moment. I think Zayek might, 
But um, I think give a, he likes giving a doy a go because, um, uh, well, depends what person you get. A doy either plays excellently and takes people on, but it, Leeds was a kind of environment where you thought it's not going to happen. He's going to be too under pressure because he, 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 it's, he hasn't got enough time. It's when we're completely bossing it that it, 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 it's, a doy has the opportunity to prove himself. And, right. and Leeds, we never bossed it once again. No, they, well, I think that they can be a good side. They were clearly pumped up, and they're a good side, and they're well coached. So, well, they know. haven't won for seven games or something. So, well, that's because you know they're, they're a bit of a mad team, aren't they? But they were but really don't you pumped think that up. Everton, then might be even though Everton. Well, I think Everton are shit. They are shit. Everton are shit. But will they not become Brazil when they no. play against us? No, no they're just shit. They're absolutely the shit manager. Yes. Didn't exactly. you love the, the the footage of their fans singing "You're just a fat Spanish waiter"? Yes, you love that. Yes, I, I absolutely. Yeah. Well, love let let me explain that. to you how shit they are. Not only do they get dry humped by uh, Palace, right? But they have not won. I think they've they've won one game away all season, and that was against Brighton in August. They've only drawn another two. They've lost every game they played away, other than that. So their form away is atrocious, right? Do you know when the last time they beat Chelsea away was? Uh, 2001. No, 1994. Almost. We're we're talking almost Tottenham-esque levels of shit here when it comes to Stamford Bridge. You know, we've only lost to Everton at home seven or eight times in our entire history. Wow. Since 1905. 400 years. Yeah, something like that. So, you know... They're they're crap when they come here. It's it's in it's ingrained in them. Um, the best they've ever done, really. You know, the, I mean, recently, if you go back recently, the best they've done at uh, Stamford Bridge was a nil nil draw in two thousand and eighteen. So you know, and they're in absolutely horrible form. Where, where are they in the league? I've got a table somewhere, haven't I? I can tell 15th you. Sixteenth or sixteenth? There we go. Uh, yeah, they're fourteenth. They're fourteenth. The fans absolutely... I mean, the fans are similar to us. You know, they hate Benitez for the same reasons that we hated Benitez, is that because he was always giving it to them when he was the Liverpool manager. And he's always sucking on their cock, isn't he? So they know it. And they hate Liverpool. So it was never, ever going to go well for him. And uh, I know he's got rid of that director of football um, because he's doing his usual power games, trying to, you know, wield the power there. He's the ultimate politician yeah. who dresses up as a manager. I know. Man. I can't see how he can leave them in a better position, a better place than when he joined. No, he can't. And he's, he, I mean, to be fair as well, he's had some really bad luck with injuries. Calvin uh, Lewin has yeah. been out for a while. And he's a good player. Um, so he's had some injuries to contend with. But I think I think Dina's back, isn't he? And Decore's back. And uh, Richardson. Yeah, well, Richardson's, Richardson's a bit hit and miss. Well, he came off... Yes, he came off on Sunday and got booed for the making the decision. And but he's, like, he's injured. That's why he's come off. Right, so okay. he may not be available for Thursday. So who knows? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's fair enough. Um, so you know, their thought, their form is not not good at all. Uh, uh, their history at Central Bridge is not good at all. Uh, and I mean, my, well, I'll talk, tell you about that in a minute. But what do you think about Benitez coming back, Dane? Going to give him a warm welcome. <laughs> I remember when we mentioned Spy a few times in tonight's show. I remember that game when he when he took over the Chelsea manager's role, and he was he had, he had the microphone in, and we're trying to no, come on now, we got welcome. Boom! He, he tried but, to shoe all in because David Sexton had passed away earlier that day, 
and he tried to combine the two to minimise the mm, fact that yeah. uh, Benitez was going to get an absolute barracking, but it didn't work. And then possibly two of the most dull home games I've ever seen consecutive goalless draws against Man City and Fulham. Yeah. Is he going to get a get a you know? Is he going to get a warm reception, Martin, or have we just moved on and don't give a shit anymore? I would not. Basically, the the only way I really got when he was manager there towards about February March, I just ignored him and focused on. But we the knew he was on. going then. Didn't we, we? We, kind of, we knew he was going. We'd won. So We'd won. That was. Well, he was. He was. He was never. I don't think he was ever going to be a permanent fixture there. But it's like we just. I just focused on the players on the pitch and ignored that. I wouldn't even look at the sideline. Yeah. So yeah. the club wanted him. Yeah. The club wanted well, him as a permanent manager. We won Im- that battle. Just imagine if we'd lost that final in Munich. Oh, he yeah. was um, he was down below me, and um, I booed him every single home game. Well, I know people who just wouldn't go when yeah. he was there. They just yeah. they fucked it off. Yeah. I just ignored him, and then he went away. And he's come back a few times to Newcastle, and I just ignored him then as well. No, I booed him then. I booed him. I would be booing him on Thursday. And my daughter will say, oh, God, you're so embarrassing. <laughs> fat Spanish wanker. You're just a fat Spanish. Anyway. Um, he, he might be looking to us to give him some love if the Everton fans really have. Yeah. Not <laughs> Let's say nothing. Let's say nothing. Let's be really quiet. And then when he goes yeah. to us to give him some love, you're not wanted here. You're not wanted here. Rafa Benitez, you're not wanted here. Um, yeah. I mean, I just need to, for the for the uh, statos who are listening on Mixer, like uh, good old Mark Meehan. When I said we haven't lost to Everton <coughs> at Stamford Bridge since 1994, I meant in the league, okay, in the league. I know that they've knocked us out of cups on penalties, I believe, wasn't it, or something, but anyway. Yeah. Yes. Uh, right, so, um, I, th- I mean, look, bottom line is, um, unlike the Leeds game, chaps, where it was all about the win and the performance was not as important in my book, I think this is different. I think we, we really do, it's about time we put together a decent performance and a win, JK, isn't it? One would hope. I mean, I'm going to be prophesying a large victory. Um, I'm not so, surprised at all. But, um, because they're so poor, but um, it it would probably be less. So it'll probably be 2-0 as opposed to the 4-0 I'm going to prophesy. But yeah, we should com- demolish them. We've just got to carry on playing in the same old way we were playing before we've had our, our average performances, which is domination, which we're, we're terrific at. And um, uh, we've got to put the ball in the net. You know, I mean, I, I think the the example of Alonso plus um, Mount bapping in just on first time is something that the whole of the team should take on board. You know, as we keep going on about one of the reasons Viali and Hughes scored so many is because they they the ball came to them and they hit it. There was no taking a touch and passing it wide. I know stats wise, it might, might say, I oh, don't do that because you're giving the ball away to the opposition. I mean, there was a great moment, actually, where. Um, I think somebody shot, uh, I don't know who it was, Rudiger possibly, and it hit a Leeds player and bounced out. And then they were on the attack. Yeah. And uh, this is the problem with the athleticism of, a, of, of modern football, is if you have a long shot, then it's no good and it hits somebody. Um, it can set up the opposition. Therefore, it's, it's taking less chances to play the ball out wide and dink it in. But having a first-time shot, if you're in the, the clear and make getting into the clear, will always test the goalkeeper because he, he he's not prepared you take a touch the goalkeeper's in the middle of the goal and prepared so yeah absolutely right um i mean are you concerned at all dane about about the defense for all the reasons that we said earlier that until we get the the right players back 
then we are perhaps going to be a bit more vulnerable. And I mean, we have conceded eight goals in three games. Um, but I mean, the other the other side of that coin, perhaps, is the fact that I can't see Benitez. You know, I, Benitez will part the bus against us because he, he he was he's a fucking negative manager. He was when he was our manager, which is one of the reasons why we couldn't stand him. QPR, remember that one at home? And there mm-hmm. were others. I'll try not to. Yeah, exactly. Nah. I can't see him really, you know, really trying nah. to hurt us. No, a point away at Chelsea for him could be like a turn in the corner moment. Uh, I'd like to maybe try something different, take a risk at least with one position, maybe Alonso and put. I'd like to see Callum and Pulisic both play a bit of pace, but then you're shifting over maybe Reese to left wing back, but Callum Hudson and Doyle right just to go at them and like go for the kill quite early on. But I don't think Tuchel will, as I said earlier, he's not like previous managers who will just put a player in a position who's not used to it. But yeah, I'm expecting I, I'm expecting us to go really far. I'm expecting a three four nil. The original question you asked about the defence, no, you know you can get yeah, uh, uh, very complex. You know you've done so well, kept so many cliches, look so strong, and then you let a few goals in, and you get a little bit of doubt in your head. But no, I think I think they'll, they'll come back to normal. They'll keep a clean sheet on Thursday, and hopefully, as you said earlier, there's a couple of definitely winnable games and they can just get clean sheets on and injuries come back and we're still in a good position. Mm, absolutely. Uh, JK, how do you see it going? What's the score prediction for you? 4-0. Uh, I think he'll bring um, Kovacic on at some stage if he's uh, fit. Uh, he might, if, if Conte's fit, he might even give him a little run out 10 minutes or something. Mm. Um, uh, I just think he wants to give them time, particularly since we've then got Wolves away on the Saturday. That'll be quite a hard game, I think. Very hard game, considering we've also had one on the Thursday. Um, but yeah, yeah, I can't. I mean, they're so terrible that um, <laughs> um, I, I can't see us losing. But I mean, having said that, though, we thought, you know, it, it's teams raising themselves, isn't it, to play Chelsea? It's. I mean, it's very interesting to see how West Ham, having completely raised their game, well, they didn't. We were all over them again, just couldn't score. Um uh, um, then drew with Burnley, and you just think, well, it's because they weren't. There wasn't the same jeopardy, Chidge. There wasn't there the same go. incentive. No tension, anything. drama, or jeopardy. No tension, none of it. Yeah. None of it. Yeah. Okay, Martin. How about you, mate? Well, um, they Everton should be hurting a little bit because Palace absolutely smashed them. Um, but I don't think we will give them any reasons for optimism. Um, we do need to put together a more complete performance. I'd like to see us get back to where we were. A month ago, I know obviously players been injured hasn't helped. I think if we um, get a two or a three nil result against Everton, I think that'll be more than good enough. Mm. Are you, you going to go two or three? I'm going to say three, and I think Lukaku will get one of them. Mm. Okay, Dane, going to put a, put us a, a number on it. Four nil. Four, you did say four nil. I do apologise. So we've got two four two four nils, and guess what? I'm going to go for three nils. So we've got two four nils and a three nil. So bearing in mind what we said last uh, week, I think we all said three nil. We were going to beat Leeds. Yes, we did. We did. You got the, you got the three. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did. We didn't. We didn't count on them scoring, did we? I I just don't see. I just. I mean, you know, yeah, shit can happen. They can get a penalty or a set piece goal or a breakaway even when we've got like you know eleven players in their box or something, but. I just, I, we know Benitez. He's not, I mean, look what he tried to do against City the other week. He just tried to limit how many they were going to score against them. They were so devoid of confidence yeah. on Sunday as well. I don't see him turning it around no. in that space of time. I don't think he's that inspirational a coach. No, well, indeed. 
But uh, as I said, he was just trying to keep the score down against City. So I think he'll try the same with us. So I'm going to go three. But I mean, you know, I, I really do think we'll win. That's the main point anyway. Um, that's about it. All we've got time for uh, uh, this uh, Monday evening. Uh, if you're going on Thursday, have a cracking time. If you're watching it from wherever you watch it, have a cracking time too. Um, I'm getting more mount abuse from Mr. Stick, but I'm going to ignore him because I want to go home or go and have something to eat, actually. I love you as I do, Mr. Stick, but for me, the war has already been won. Uh, right, now, uh, that's all we've got time for this week. Me, what? What, 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 what? Do you want me to do a, a, a Mr. Stick sting? Well, I don't know. Is, is he becoming a regular, a regular? Uh, you know, yeah, uh, of the show? I don't know. He's not always in Mixler, to be fair. Stick, Stick, Stick. 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 Yes, indeed. Do you want to have a sting, Mr. Stick? Do you deserve one? I don't know if you do, really. Anyway, he'll tell me in a minute. Uh, right. right. It's a bit like that, that thing in that uh, Groot, isn't it? Is it Groot in that, in that, uh, Mars, what's that, you know, the film I mean, yeah. don't you? Yeah. yeah, Groot, yeah. It's Groot. Guardians of the Galaxy. That's the one, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Okay, anyway, enough of all of that. Uh, uh, well, I'll talk about the mix of people in a minute. Right, that's all we've got time for this week. Me, JK, and Mark Meehan. Uh, we'll be back this Friday for the preview show to look ahead to Sunday's match against the Wolves and uh, to look back at the Everton match. And we will be joined by Adam Newson from London. And uh, next Monday, me, JK, Dan and Alex will be on the fancast to look back at the Wolves match and ahead to the Brentford Caribou Cup quarter final. So there we go. It's relentless, isn't it? Anybody got a spare for that? I, I can't get one. For the what? Brentford. Really? Can't you get a spare? No. Nah. Blimey. If you can't get one, there's no hope. I know. Funny enough, that's exactly what I was told. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, well, you've heard the man. If they've got a spare for JK, he'd love one. Right. Uh, now, the Chelsea Fancast and Dean's Went to Mo King's Meadow podcast. And Dane, I should say. Dean and Dane's. How's it going? Dean, Dean Dane and Jane. Yeah, no, it's really good. It's, a, as I said, you off a little bit inconsistent because obviously Dean's a new baby coming so once once it once he's settled down baby settled down we're uh, going to get into obviously a lot more regular shows probably a sunday and a thursday or something but yeah really enjoyable learning so much and there's a nice little group a nice little uh, community that I've, they've welcomed me in really good good stuff well uh i know there's one coming out i mean there's one coming out when i put it up basically so from the <laughs> weekend so uh, look out for that one uh both the fan cast and the uh, went to mo king's meadow are available on as a podcast on chelseafancast.com acast apple SoundCloud, and spotify as well as other podcast distributors quick shout out for patreon thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you to all the people who who donate regularly as you do um i love you all it's wonderful i still i, I love the people who don't equally as much in a sense but uh, it's nice to say thank you to the people who do help us uh, keep this thing on the road if you want to join in uh, it's patreon.com forward slash chelsea fancast if you do you will get a kerry dixon mini banner and of course you can join our discord group where you can uh, talk to mr stick about why mason mount is the best player in the universe uh, he's still having a go at me in Mixley. He said, perhaps as Mr. Stick, it's my job to poke the fan cast. Well, I know where you can poke it, Mr. Stick. That's all I'm <laughs> With saying. his stick. With your stick. Exactly. Reverse yeah. it up your orifice. Uh, so there we go. Uh, anyway. Stick, 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 <laughs> It's great fun. Because, I mean, he's one of the, the, the uh, brilliant people in, 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 uh, in uh, Discord group. Cause he, he's just, he's relentless, mate. He's like the games at the moment. He's brilliant fun. I had a lovely long chat with him the other night, actually. It meant I didn't go to sleep until two in the morning. 
But there you go. I know. Anyway, so yeah, sign up to Patreon if you can. We we love it, but no, no, you know, no problem if you can't. And uh, get your emails into ChelseaFanCast at gmail dot com. Get them in on a Sunday because that's when I tend to do the script. If you get them in on a Monday, they won't make the cut. Right, you can follow the show at. Uh, at uh, Chelsea Fancast on Twitter, me at Stanford Cheese, Jonathan at Jonathan Kid, Martin at Martin underscore Wickham, and Dane at DWIT9. So there you go. Phew, it's been a good show tonight. A lot of fun. Dane, lovely to have you back on as always, mate. Yeah, thank you. It's been a bit of a struggle. Headphones playing up. I'm sure, I've got some interference as well from the local Uber Eats network, and <laughs> I've never had so many unstable connections regularly flashing up on my Mac book in 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 my time of zoom but i've tried to be as professional as i can no nobody's tried to deliver you as a pizza or something no not yet or deliver anything no unfortunately no one's knocking on the door yeah great stuff uh dane we wouldn't have noticed you've been absolutely brilliant tonight so don't worry about that martin as have you always a delight to have you on the show my friend yeah always fun to be on thanks for having me that's an absolute pleasure and uh, last but by no means least the leg end himself, uh, the uh, leg end of the fan bite. Yeah, it's a great one again, mate. It was well loved. They're doing so well. It's brilliant, well, genius. It was, I've, uh, it was, it was the passion and the, the hatred that led me. That's the thing. Hatred. Yeah, yeah, absolutely <laughs> right. Well, so it should be. But good to see you, mate. Um, enjoy Thursday. Uh, I will not be there for work-related reasons. Sadly, the midweek games are a bit of a no-go zone for me at the moment. Uh, but uh, I will see you on Friday. I'll be there with you. Great stuff. Uh, now, as I said, Mixler people, you've been lovely as always. I really do enjoy chatting uh, with you and uh, watching what you write and poking fun, poking fun. See what I did there at uh, Mr. Stick. So there we go. He knows. Stick, stick, stick. He knows I love him. Really, he knows that I do. Uh, anyway, there you go. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Right. Thank you for listening. See you on Friday. Until then, keep it blue. Keep it carefree. Keep it chills. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.